Hello and welcome. We're the Horror Movie Crew. This is HMC 15. We're going to be discussing Jess's pick, The Conjuring. I'm Josh. Hello, y'all. It's Seth. It's Jess. Ooh, Ooh. the singing's back. <laughs> She's back. Seth had to fill in and sing on the last one. Oh, it, no. was, it was worrisome. There were several singing sections in the last one. Really? We even did a duet of Step by Step. <laughs> we did. <laughs> but oh only, only the words that we knew, which wasn't much. Oh, I'm excited <laughs> to hear that. I think we're going to make it like a, a common thing. We're just going to keep it in there, I think. The step singing? by step or something different? Um, <laughs> I got to memorize all the words if we're going to do step by step. Just like a section where we just maybe we, we coordinate some sort of song. Okay. But not even really coordinate it. We just, you know, show up and start Sing. singing. I like it. There was a little Dawson's Creek montage last episode. Oh, that's right. There was. Yeah. It you was guys, a good time. You're just going to start freestyling? <laughs> maybe. I mean, why Why not? We were talking about TGIF and the shows that were on there, and that's how it started. Ooh. If you listen to the episode, nice. you'll you'll know. Yeah. I know. I'll have to. You have to listen to it. See how stupid we sound. I'm excited. I probably do. And we stayed up till two in the morning and ate frozen pizza. <laughs> Yum. <laughs> so really till two? One thirty. Oh, wow. I make a killer frozen pizza. And if anybody mm-hmm. ever wants to try the best frozen pizza, they got to have my frozen pizza. I'm telling you. What kind do you get? I'm not, I'm not telling. I know. Okay. <laughs> it's a secret. Okay. It's probably mm. Jack's. Fuck. It is. <laughs> Fuck. I like Jack's. It's got that real thin crust. Mm. It's the only way to get that crackery crunch. Yeah. Crackery crunch. Mm-hmm. What oh. are you drinking today, Jess? <laughs> um, Mike's hard watermelon lemonade. Ooh, look Ew. at that thing. It looks very. It's like it looks like a Jolly Rancher in a bottle. It's delicious. It's mm. not too overpowering either. Hmm. Is it refreshing? It is. <laughs> Seth, <laughs> what what do you got going on, Seth? My usual wine, my Baybridge, mm. Merlot. Bay I've got some sad news for you guys today. I did not bring out the beer bowl. <gasps> I'm going beer bowlless today. But the the Miller Lights are ice cold. Just so everybody knows, I don't want anybody to be concerned. Where's the bowl? Um, I don't know. I just didn't look for it. I was being lazy. I'm getting old and lazy. My hair's turning gray. Lazy. Mm-hmm. My pubic hair's turning gray. Nice. My cool. back hair's turning gray. Well, as long as they all match. My nose hair's turning gray. Yeah. My arm hair's turning gray. That is neat. <laughs> what you guys been up to? <laughs> the usual. Work. I went to see a movie. Mm. Uh, yep. Yeah, nothing really new and exciting. Let me get to work. I've been working. Been working, doing stuff at home. Riding yeah. my bike, riding my bicycle. Riding my bicicleta. What movie did you go see? Tenet. Ooh, what's that? Um, it's about time travel. Hmm. So they like go back in time to try and fix certain events before they actually happen. But I'm just gonna tell you right now, don't do it. Don't waste your time. Don't waste your time on was it Tenet? Tenet. This is a Christopher Nolan movie. Mm-hmm. It sounds vaguely familiar to um, what's the Leonardo DiCaprio movie Inception. he made? It almost sounds like they took Inception and uh, the second season of Umbrella Academy and mixed them together. Pretty much, yes. What was that time travel movie where the dude it, like took place in like 1900 and he kept going back to try to stop his girlfriend from dying? Mm. Uh, fuck. And he ended up going like way in the future. And what was that movie called? Never even heard of this. It's actually pretty good. I know what you're talking about, yeah. but I can't think of the name of it either. either. I'm excited to hear more about that movie, Seth. <laughs> I can't think of the name of it. It's actually pretty good, but I can't. 
How is uh, Charmed going? Did you did you bench some Charm? I am still balls deep in Charmed. Oh man, <laughs> the new one. Did you know there was a new one? No. Yeah, on Netflix. That's oh, pretty good. I watched the little one all the time. I haven't seen oh. the old one. On the WB. WB. You should have heard our stupid asses talking about Charmed because I didn't know anything about it. And he was like explaining it to me, and I was like, Is Terry Thatcher in that? Oh my <laughs> and god. He's like, no, I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> Dude, it was horrible. Just fucking throwing uh, names out there. Shit. But it's actually pretty good. I mean, it's like a. Like the old one, I think. Same kind of story. He doesn't fucking know. Yeah. Hey, just, they, he doesn't know. Are they just younger girls? Like in uh, they're like something? college age-ish. He said it's know. very woke. It's a woke version of Charmed. Oh. Yeah. They're Latinas. It's very diverse. Oh. There's lesbians in it. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very woman empowerment. They always throw a lesbian or... Yeah. Usually, mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. most of them. They <laughs> throw a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> they do. I, I feel like most oh, shows shit. have a lesbian. Cut um, that out. Four minutes and Pretty little. We'll <laughs> <laughs> to cut that out. Oh, I'm just okay. That was fun. <laughs> uh, shit, dude. I started listening to uh, Halloween Unmasked. It's a, pod, a podcast uh, put out by The Ringer in 2018. It's all about uh, like behind-the-scenes stuff, and they do interviews with John Carpenter, Jamie Lee Curtis, Danny McBride. Um, and they talk about the history of the Halloween movie. It's pretty cool. It's on the Apple iTunes, whatever the fuck they call that now. I think they changed it. It's called Apple Podcasts now. Yeah. Oh, is it? Used to be iTunes. Yeah. But hey, yeah, I'm uh, like mm, three episodes from finishing it. It's pretty good. If you guys are into that, you might mm-hmm. want to you might want to listen to it to gear up your Halloween knowledge for next month when we do our. Yeah. That is coming up quick. Halloween. Um, what are we gonna call that? Hmm. The Halloween gangbang. Ooh, I kind of like that. <laughs> no? Nothing? <laughs> Jess isn't into that one. She's looking at me like I'm stupid. Like I have four eyes. I mean... Go ahead. Say what you're thinking. <laughs> I don't know. I don't okay. know. All right. <laughs> do you have thunder nips? I do. So I'm covering them up. I'm just like, <laughs> oh no. Oh no, you can see my nips. <laughs> oh shit. Okay, hey, I'm a little pissed off, honestly. This has been like three weeks in a row. We haven't had any reviews to, to read on here. Like, can you guys at least give us a bad review? I mean, come on. Or a good one. <laughs> or a good one, but I mean, hell, at this point, beggars can't be choosers, right? That's true. Fucking assholes. It happens. I yeah. know people are listening. I get the numbers. It doesn't take that long to give a, f- a review. I get the numbers. I get the numbers. Yes, we know you get the numbers. Those idiots up in Canada podcast on Elm Street, they're getting reviews. Like, what are they doing? Paying for them? I bet they are paying. Yeah, you heard me, Mark. You're paying for reviews. Oh I God. fucking know it. I should go leave like a real sexual review for them. Dude, you should do oh. it. Yeah. You should do it right now. And as you're typing it, say what you're typing. And that way when they listen, maybe they'll maybe they'll listen before. Be funny. I should. You better not. We might, we'll probably get kicked off of uh, Apple Podcasts. <laughs> All right, well, let's hop into Truth No Dare. We've got some questions. All of these questions were actually submitted um, by Jessica's friend, Abby Brooke. Uh, I know her. We're Her and I are kind of close, but we don't need to go into that relationship. <laughs> Jessica's friend. But uh, Yeah, Jessica's friend, Abby Brooke, um, so submitted these, these all, questions. These are all hers? Every one of them. Oh, okay. Um, I want to formally apologize to uh, We Love Horror Podcast because Seth is just refusing to do this top five underrated horror movies. Every, well, you didn't put it on the outline. I was prepared to bitch, do it. Every time I bring it up, you're like, oh my God, I got to think of five movies. Like, what do you do all day that you can't First think of, all, of five fucking movies to put on a list? It's come up one time. Like, silly six. One time. Okay, maybe <laughs> twice. This would be the second. See? Twice. Didn't I just say that? Why didn't you put it on the outline? Don't be a see you next Tuesday, okay? Are you guys going to fist fight again? We're going to fist. There's not enough room, oh. <laughs> not enough room in here to do that. 
Oh, we're fisting? That was plenty of room for that. <laughs> not enough room. Dude, how like into fisting do you get that you, there's not enough room in here? I'm more worried about how you're going to react. Do you want like a Superman punch? <laughs> I was ass? concerned. He wants somebody to, to <laughs> physically like run up and Superman punch him in the ass. I was wondering I think, about that, I think though. That would probably like severely injure you. I don't know. Hey. I'm not trying that. You know what you should do? Try it out. No. All right. <laughs> God, I'm going to go off the rails Practice already. This makes perfect. I don't fucking know. I'm having Practice a good time. perfect. Je- Jess, I'd ask Seth to read these, but the last time I asked him to do something, he like blew a tit. So would, oh. would you like to read uh, the first question? Sure. Would you rather know the date of your death or the cause? Mm. Hmm. I'll go first. I would rather know the date of my death because regardless of what causes it, it's still going to happen on that same day. So it's not like I'm going to be able to... Well, I guess if I died in a car wreck and I never got in a car again, I could prevent my death. No, I'd want to know the day that it happened. Then I know how much time I have to plan accordingly. Mm-mm, cause for me. Why? <laughs> I don't know. I think I'd just be like worried about it up until if I knew the date. And I'd be like, oh my God, I have to get this done. I have to do this. I have to this off my list wouldn't you wake up every day thinking like this today's the day <laughs> at least if it's like five years from now you're like shit i got five years no nah, i'd rather not know okay no. jess i think i would also want to know the cause same reason mm-hmm. i feel like i would be too i'd have too much yeah. anxiety over it yeah. and i wouldn't be able to actually enjoy the time like the week before i'd be like mm. oh shit i always wanted to do this and i didn't do it and I, you know Plus, if I tried to fucking skip whatever I was like, if it was a car accident or something, and I tried to skip it mm-hmm. on that day, some Final Destination shit would so happen. So Final Destination teaches us that you cannot. You can't cheat death. Technically, yeah. you can cheat death. It just comes back later. Yeah. You just have to know the pattern, yeah. Seth. <laughs> Fucker. You're still going to get killed. So you guys both pick cause, not day it happens. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. I think you're wrong, but that's fine. Next question, please. If someone you loved committed a gruesome murder, would you help them cover it up? Does anybody want to go first? I want to hear what Seth has to say about this. I don't know, actually, because I guess it depends on who they murdered and why. Mm. Like if it was a shitty, bad person, Mm -hmm. I might help them cover it up. Mm. What if I call you up? Okay, you ready for this? I'm making this up right off the top of my head. I call you up. I'm like, hey. I'm in the town you live in. I need to transport this body, and you got a big trunk. Can you come up here? And you're like, well, what'd you do? I'm like, well, I killed this lady because there's one bottle of Hidden Valley Ranch left at Kroger, and she took it. So I followed her to her car, and she wouldn't give it to me, so I killed her. I got to get I gotta get this lady out of here. Because, I mean, let's be honest. No ranch is better than Hidden Valley Ranch. No, Hidden Valley is is the brand of ranch. It's worth killing for. <laughs> brand of ranch. They should put that on the bottle. Hidden Valley Ranch, worth killing for. Would you help me get rid of that body? Probably not. <sighs> then I'd be an accessory to murder. Well, you know what? You yeah. could be somebody sitting at home eating fucking Kroger brand ranch. Plus, if you're going to kill somebody over ranch, I'd be afraid to like come around you again. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. That's, that's <laughs> legit. So what? what's your answer? Yes or no? You guys, yes or no? You got to either help them or not. I guess I'd probably lean towards no. Mm-hmm. The fucking Hidden Valley murders. Yeah, <laughs> Hidden Valley murders. Um, Sounds like one of those... Sweet Valley High books. <laughs> For me, I would help um, cover it up with the exception of if it was like a child that they killed. It's mm. got to be yes or no, Josh. There can't be any exceptions or no. 
Um, then yeah, probably because there's very there's a uh, very few people that I, I I actually love. So I feel like if they did that, I would have to help them. Yeah. I'm one of those shitty parents that are like gonna try to get their kids out of trouble, even though I know they're like an asshole. I think any parent would want that to do that. No, I don't know. When the cops came to my house once, mom was like, "Send him to jail." <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's. <laughs> Nope. I'm, I'm sure there's a line they could cross where you'd be like, Mm-mm. no, yeah, for sure. But <laughs> I, I guess I'm I'm leaning toward a yes. Jess, I'm also a yes. Ooh, she didn't even hesitate. Hundred percent. Yeah. All in on the ranch. I'm there, dude. I'm there. Wow. Scary. Any any uh <laughs> any additional input you want to give in on it or? I mean, obviously, it wouldn't just be any fucking random person. Yeah. It would be somebody that I yeah. know, love, care about. Okay. Oh. Wow. If I were you, I'd be worried, buddy. Yeah. One of us kill you, we're going to help each other cover it up. Good we'll to know. Take you out in the woods, put a little, uh, what's that stuff you put on somebody to eat their bodies? Is it, li- is it lye? Mm-hmm. Put a little lye on you, let your body sizzle up. You'd get caught. I already said I'd eat you if we were out in the wilderness. I'd, I'd, I'd eat him. I'm not gonna like sexually eat him. I'm gonna like cut him up, eat him to survive. Well, I didn't think sexually. Make a little <laughs> Seth jerky. But notice he went right to sexually. He did go right to sexually. I just said nothing of this the sort. This brain up here is like sexually uh, thinking like 95 percent of the time. You can't say I'm gonna eat somebody and me not go. I literally said nothing, but, and I don't even think yeah. my facial expression changed that much. And you said not sexual. <laughs> So what I'm hearing Holy is, if shit. you were if you were to kill me, it would be in a sexual fashion. Yes. <laughs> okay. I'd chop your dick right off. Like, ah. <laughs> you'd bleed right out all over the fucking place. <laughs> this got weird. All right, hit us with the third one, Jess. If there was a zombie apocalypse, which one of us would die first? Um, you want to go first? You ever went first, Jess? It'd definitely be either me or Jess. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna say I would probably go first, uh, and then. Probably Seth and Josh. I'd be last. You'd be last for sure. I feel like if the zombie apocalypse ever happened, I would be like Negan. I feel like that'd be me. I'd like rally the troops and get all these sadistic psychopaths together and put them in a place and make them say my name. I need a cooler name than Josh, though. Yeah, that's a boring name. I feel like I could do it for so long, but when they all start fucking coming in from all mm. angles, I think that's when I would be like, mm, yeah, I feel like, if they were like you and I'd be like, no, it's enough. <laughs> I wouldn't be worried about the zombies. I'd be worried about the other people. Well, yeah, but plus in these apocalypse, it's like the world is ruined. Like, what the fuck are you living for? Like, exactly. It's a very negative outlook, Seth. You should want to no. rebuild the world. Nah, make it what it once was. It would be like way after, <laughs> way after we'd be dead anyway. They've right. already cleaned out all the fucking alcohol out of all the stores yeah. right now, so we're we can fucked. make moonshine, <laughs> dude. What the hell else are we gonna do? <laughs> we can make moonshine, sell it. This was an idea of mine quite a while ago, and I got for turned down. Sex. Okay. Sell it for sex. sex again. <laughs> for sex. Uh, nature's credit card. Um, Ooh, here's some more stuff about sex. Well, hang on, I didn't even answer. Oh, I would yeah. agree. I would last the longest. <laughs> I think Seth would go first, and then Jessica. Because I'd probably mm. kill you, because you'd just, you'd annoy me. Oh my god! You'd say, wow. "Here we go with you, killing me again." You'd go. Jesus, we'd I'm go on over here alone again. We'd go on a supply <laughs> run, and you'd take the last bottle of Hidden Valley Ranch, and I'd have to kill you. <laughs> Maybe I don't even like Hidden Valley Ranch. You'd, oh no! You just said it is the brand of ranch. Like <laughs> it is, but All maybe right. I like Kroger brand better. It's probably the same shit. It probably, it's is. really, it's really not. Okay, hit us with the next one. 
Next one is, would you rather have sex with elderly people for the rest of your life or never have sex again? I want to hear Seth's answer for this one. A dick's a dick, so yeah. Mm. Yeah. Wow. A ride's a ride when you're walking. That's how I look at it. Yeah. Um, oh, my next. Sure, go ahead. attractive elderly um, people. I like older guys. So I yes. mean, not like. <laughs> mm, tell us more. Mm. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I seem to, I seem to like older men, so I guess. I don't yes. know. But not like really old men, though. I always wondered time. why you got fired from that nursing home job. That was it. <laughs> Copping a feel every time Shit. she went in the room. Giving handies at lunch. Yeah. Secrets out. <laughs> Come here, Mr. Henderson. Got your Viagra. <laughs> I guess more along the lines of like, it's okay if guys have gray hair, but really like geriatric, like super old is not attractive mm. at all. Well, I guess um, it depends on what they mean by elderly. Is this like yeah. 65 Old. and over? Yes. I'll probably just never have sex again. No. Never? You'd pick never have sex as opposed to... Well, can you have sex with yourself? I don't think I could have sex with like an 80-year-old dude. I don't think uh. jacking off counts as... So having. you could jerk off still? It doesn't say you can't. <laughs> yeah, I don't it's know. I think uh, I'm... For me, I'm going to have to go with... Um, Give me them old broads, baby. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> you just find one that's had a lot of work done. Just think about the boobs. Like, what you about find them? one that's been, you know, lifted. Yeah. Yeah. There's some chicks out there that have, have uh, mm. you know, what are you going to do? Seth, did you answer? <laughs> I said I would, yeah. A dick's a dick. You would, <laughs> Jess <laughs> would not. I said, Seth's two yeses, one no. Ooh, this is a good one. All right, hit us. This is the last one. Hit us with the last one, Jess. If you were asked to film a new horror movie, what would the plot be? Mm-hmm. You guys want to go? Or you want me to go? Definitely be something involving Hidden Valley Ranch. <laughs> For you, you'd go full on uh, in on the ranch. I don't know. For me, it'd definitely be some kind of haunted house type movie. Those are my favorite kind. Like, I just don't know what the plot. Like kind of like Conjuring. Yeah, hmm. it's not a bad choice. I just don't know what the plot plot would actually be. Hmm. You would you? be dead. Me? Yes, just. Know. A lot of killing going on Very in this violent. episode. Yeah. Hmm. Jeff? Um, well, mine obviously would be a storm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <Like>. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know what the plot would be, though. Still working on that. Mm. Um, yeah, that's a, kind of a big question. A demonic storm. <laughs> demonic storm. Well, we all reverted right back to our um, stereotypical horror movies, right? Seth likes the haunted house stuff. You like the sci-fi stormy stuff. And I'm going to go with slasher. I think we need a new modern-day slasher that people can get into. I don't think we have... Uh, maybe art, art, like we said, art's probably the newest one. But I think I think we need some more. We need like a somebody to uh, come in like Ghostface did. And, you know, like I'm talking about Scream again. The Hidden Valley slasher. Oh, wow. Ooh. I don't know. Yeah, I'd probably go some sort of new uh, new age slasher that we can all get behind. Mm. Bum, 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 bum. That was a fun set of questions. Yeah. It was okay. Just tell your friend to keep them coming. Yeah. I will. Okay. Or if any of you would like, submit questions too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys can send them in. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We have a Gmail. I don't ever look at it, but it's there. Shit, there might be some in there right now. Mm, probably not. No, probably I not. I didn't see any I didn't get an there. alert. Ding, 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 ding. You have new questions. New question. <laughs> new question alert. Hey, let's uh, let's jump into the Do You Like Scary Movie discussion. So our movie this episode is The Conjuring. Jessica, this was your pick. Yes. What made you pick The Conjuring for HMC number 15? Because it scared the life out of me the first time I watched it. 
It was one of those that like I didn't want to turn the lights off for a few days after I watched it. Like, and I think because it's based on a true on true events, that does add to the scariness. So it I kind of I love that anytime they kind of do like reenactment type of stuff. Hmm. Did you guys look up any of the um, facts about this movie or like anything? I actually r- didn't related to the the mm-hmm. actual story. No. I didn't because you always get mad when Whoa. we steal your facts. Whoa. What do you mean you already looked that up? I'm, uh. the, fa- I'm the fact guy. <laughs> I'm the fact guy. It's the only thing I bring to the table. Like, Why I'm do not- I waste my time doing this if you're going to look it up anyway? Oh, my God. I never <laughs> said that. Stop it. <laughs> ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> I'd love to know some facts. Yeah. He's, he's not making it out of this house. <laughs> Game over. It's gonna, gonna smother eating, you in Hidden Valley. Gonna be eating Seth, <laughs> Seth Bacon in the morning. Drowning, <laughs> drowning uh, in Hidden Valley Ranch. <laughs> so stupid. So this is all of us have seen Thank this God. movie. We've probably at some point watched this movie together. I would imagine. I feel probably, like we probably yeah. did. Um, I don't remember the first time I saw it. I would have to imagine I went to the theater to see it. This came out in 2013. We didn't hang out in 2013, did we? Mm, about yeah. halfway through the year. So maybe did we go see it together? I don't think so. I don't think we saw it together. No. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, I do remember enjoying it a lot. I enjoyed it a lot this time when I watched it. Yeah. Actually, I have not seen it in a while, so. I had to pause it a lot, though. Abby watched it with me, and I had to pause it a lot while I was taking my notes. Me, too. Because there was a lot going on. Mm -hmm. Especially, like, the last 20, 30 minutes. Mm. A lot going on. Yeah. Did you uh, stream it, or did you have the DVD? Amazon. Amazon. At least you could pause it and get the name. There's like 50 freaking kids in this movie. I'm like, I had to keep asking. <laughs> I, I was like, hey, what's that kid's name? I'm yeah, they're all mixed fairly up. certain I mixed them up partway through the movie. Uh, <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. So speaking of, um, so we've got, uh, basically there's two sets of characters, right? I have no idea how to say her name. Does anybody know how to say Lorraine Warren's name? Her actual name is Vera Farm- Farmiga? Farmiga. Farmiga. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Fuck, I should have just went with it. I love her. Yeah, she's great. Too. Yeah, she's really good in this. Yeah, she's also really good in Bates Motel. Did you guys watch Bates Motel? Yeah. yeah. Great. Well, look, you just wow. sloshing, dude. It was really loud. There's wine everywhere. <laughs> oh, Jessica's nips. <laughs> I like your little bottle stand idea. I'm going to try that. Ooh, <laughs> that's cute. Um, yeah, so Vera Farmiga is Lorraine Warren. Patrick Wilson plays Ed Warren. Mm. Um, and then the <laughs> other set of characters are basically the, the Perone. Is that how you say it? Perone? Perrin. 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 I said Perrin. The Perrin family, which is um, Carolyn and Roger Perrin. They're the parents. They're played by Lily Taylor and Ron Livingston. And then you've. She's good, too. I like her. Mm -hmm. She was great, I thought. She did a really good job. I think that would be so hard to do these possession movies where you have to be like. I know. I I think I'd be not great at it because I'd probably laugh. (laughs) (laughs) They probably did. I mean, it'd be hard to do. Yeah. Um,. So then we have all the children. Uh, there are one, two, three, four, five girls, right? So mm-hmm. there is Andrea, who's played by Shanley Caswell. Shanley Caswell, I don't know. Haley McFarlane plays Nancy. Joey King plays Christine. Mackenzie Foy plays Cindy. And Kyla Deaver plays April. I didn't know any of these characters. Um, Abby knew Joey King, I think, the girl that plays mm-hmm. Christine. I don't know how she knew her. She's been in several other movies and shows mm. she looked familiar for sure mm. didn't didn't recognize i i recognize lorraine ed and then um 
the dad Roger. But yeah, that's basically our whole cast. There's a few other people. The camera guy later, his name's Drew, and then uh, Sheriff Brad. Brad. Mm-hmm. Brad. Cobb. Mm-hmm. Not not uh, not important people in my opinion, but you know, what do I know? Well, Drew kind of is. Drew, a little bit. I don't. know. He's like cut the hots for one of the the daughters, and I'm yeah. like, you know, having daughters. I'm like, get out of here, man. You little pervert. I saw what he wanted. He's like, yeah, put your hand on this desk. Well, he's probably only like 18 or 19. He's a little prick. I know what he wants. <laughs> Dude, I'll follow him to his car, too. I ain't scared of this kid. Oh God. Fucker. All right. Directed by James Wan. Uh, other movies by James Wan is Seth's favorite, Saw. James Wan oh. also did Dead Silence. Seth's favorite, Insidious. Aquaman. And then he also did uh, Fast and Furious 7. <laughs> kind of random, <laughs> kind of weird, right? Dead Silence is that the one with the oh, yeah. marionettes? Yeah, uh, the uh, yes, the pup, the yeah. man. Are they marionettes? Or are they mannequins? Mannequins. They well, were like, aren't they like both? Because no, they're I know not marionettes. There's... They're ventriloquist dolls. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That's what it was. That's actually a pretty good movie. It's a really good movie. Is that the Donnie's looking for? Yeah, that? it is. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, is that the same one or is it the Tooth Fairy one? It's got yeah. the old Donnie Wahlberg. It's pretty scary. <laughs> So Donnie Wahlberg is in um, Dead Silence and in, I think he starts the Saw franchises in Saw 2. This is the first time he's introduced in those movies. Oh, yeah. We'll never be watching those, so it doesn't matter. I don't know. I might request Saw. The first Saw is good. It doesn't get all nasty until probably like the second or third one. I didn't realize the guy that's in it for like most of the beginning, like in the room with him, chained up, like wrote. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. The same guy that sticks his hand in the dirty shitter instead of just sticking his mm. hand in the top where the key yeah. is. Where the key is. I just threw my pen at Jessica. Yeah, you did. Yeah, God. you did. Well, cool, Jessica. You want to give us a synopsis for your movie, The Conjuring? I sure can. Synopsis time. Synopsis time. With Jessica. With Jessica. <laughs> synopsis. <laughs> In 1970, paranormal investigators Ed and Lorraine Warren are summoned to the eerie Perrin home. Mm-hmm. It's a secluded farmhouse where a supernatural and demonic presence has come to the surface. The presence starts out harmless when events soon start to escalate in a horrifying fashion, especially after the Warrens discover the house's evil history. Whoa. Bum, bum. You did a really good job. We need an organ in here so we can like play violin and violin in the background while you're reading those. Yes. I have one. We could just do it with the keyboard. I mean, not true. <laughs> I want could... a big old pipe organ in here. Ooh, I feel like we could just do it like um, acapella. That's supposed to be a violin. Oh god, <laughs> your violins are so intense. I know. You guys ready? Yeah. All right, here we go. Scene one, opening scene. We see an old creepy doll (laughs) and hear people talking behind it. It's the Annabelle case from 1965. Eight. That's what I said, 1968. (laughs) Two kids are telling the the Warrens that a small girl named Annabelle Higgins had died in the same building that they live in. They felt bad for the girl and told her she could inhabit the doll. They tell a story about coming home and seeing the doll in the hallway and finding a note that says, Miss me? They had left her in a spare bedroom. In her hands, they see crayons, and they look inside of the spare bedroom, and all over the wall is written with crayons, and at the top on the ceiling, it says, Miss Me. Their pictures had been scratched out, and Miss Me was written all on the ceiling and on the walls. Hmm. see a trend here. What about you guys? Oh, yeah, and that room is trashed. 
Yeah. Mm. I so, thought it was kind of weird. He was like, oh, yeah, we just told her she could possess this doll. Yeah, they felt bad <laughs> for her. Like, who would even think to be like, oh, yeah. These creepy chicks. I don't know. This is the 60s. Seth. They were probably doped up True on acid. On acid and mm-hmm. Or they were just like, they didn't think that that would actually happen. Mm. They're just like, yeah, sure, whatever you no. think would happen. That doll is creepy as shit anyway. Like, yeah. why yeah. would you have that doll? I don't know. Nah, not me, bruh creepy ass victorian doll the girls take the doll down and throw it in the dumpster behind the building later that night they hear a pounding on the front door both girls come out of their room as one opens the door finding a note on the ground that says miss me down the hallway a closet door starts to knock and inside is annabelle we cut back to the present day to ed warren telling the girls that there's no such thing as annabelle there never was ghosts do not possess any powers there is an inhuman spirit that tricked them it's something demonic that they gave permission to enter their lives. <sighs> demonic spirits do not possess things. They possess people. The spirit wanted to get inside of the girls, not the doll. We cut to Ed and Lorraine showing the video we just watched to a room of college students. The following scrolls on the screen. Since the 1960s, Ed and Lorraine Warren have been known as the world's most renowned paranormal investigators. Lorraine is a gifted clairvoyant, while Ed is the only non-ordained demonologist recognized by the Catholic Church. Out of the thousands of cases throughout their controversial careers, there is one case of malevolent. They've kept it locked away until now. Hmm. Uh-oh. Based on a true story, The Conjuring. My spell check kept changing <laughs> non-ordained demonologist to dermatologist. <laughs> <laughs> I had to print it like three times. Like, fuck, it did it again. (laughs) Oh, man. So is this the only, other than later when they're back at their house, but like Annabelle doesn't really have, except for the one scene, a a big presence in this movie, correct? Right. Mm -mm. But then they give her like her own spinoff later. Are there Mm. three Annabelle movies? Mm. Isn't there Annabelle, Annabelle Homecoming, and then Annabelle Creation or something? I think. Annabelle Comes Home. Yeah, that's the last Annabelle one, right? So there's three. So there's four? Three, four, three. We'll say three. I think there's three. We should do our homework, huh? Annabelle Comes Home is really good. Is it? I thought, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So in those movies, spoiler alert, at any point, do does the doll actually get possessed, or is it just somebody moving the doll the whole time? As far as I took it, it's someone moving the doll. Okay. Like, like a spirit. Not, yeah. yeah. The doll it's doesn't attached actually... to the doll. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Because you don't ever see the doll actually, like, move. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay. Well, her head does turn. True, but there's that creepy woman sitting in the mm, chair with it. That's the witch, right? Yeah. Yeah. Combing its hair. Ooh, how sexy. Mm. (laughs) Scene two, The Conjuring, 1971, Harrisville, Rhode Island. This scene opens to a family arriving at an old house. The family is the, say it for me one more time, please. Parents? Perrin. Perrin family. Roger Perrin and Carolyn Perrin and their kids all get out of a moving truck and a station wagon to enter the house. Their dog, Sadie, will not go in. You should always listen to the dog in these situations, oh, yeah. in my opinion. Poor Sadie. Red flag. Sadie didn't last long. Mm-mm. We see movers moving in furniture and the kids unpacking boxes. The house is old and a bit run down. Um, what did you guys make of this house right out of the gate? I mean, it looks like it's been abandoned. Clearly needs a lot of work. Yeah. It looks awesome, though. It's a nice <laughs> house. Like, it's it would big. Just, yeah, it it's would a be cool a nice house, house like, redone and everything. Yeah. Oh, so you didn't like like the old like the uh, it was kind of like it was creepy. Yeah. Yeah. You did like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Plus, it had that sweet dock on that little like river in the back, and like it'd be pretty cool house. 
Yeah. It's definitely fucking creepy. It's real yeah. it's real creepy. The whole thing is creepy. But I guess mm-hmm. it's the 70s, right? So I'm looking at it in 2020 looking at this old house. Back then maybe that was like, I don't know. Maybe it's what houses look like when you moved into them. I don't know. I'd hope not. Well, it's got again, it's a white house mm-hmm. and it's got columns. Mm. Yeah. Like why is that such a thing? Texas chainsaw mm. style. Yeah. But this whole like intro kind of reminds me of Amityville though. It's kind of the same like yeah. family mm-hmm. moves into the old, you know. They aspire to uh, fix this house up, I think, because I think we we find out later the dad I think they're I think they're a little hard on money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does it ever say why they moved? No, I didn't think so. They just talk about like this was a new start, and uh, but they never really say why. I mean, he's a truck driver, so I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, we follow one of the kids around as she's hanging a wind chime. The girl's name is Cindy. Down by the lake, a young girl named April is playing with the music box that she found in the house. She's sitting up against a huge tree. hate this music box. We cut to the inside (laughs) of the house. Two girls, uh, Nancy and Carolyn, have their sister blindfolded as they play a game of hide and clap. Hide and clap, for anybody that doesn't know, (laughs) is where one child is blindfolded and must find the other children who are hiding only by the sound of their claps. I think they're allowed to call for three claps total. Yep. Uh, she calls for her first clap, then she calls for her second clap. Um, the blindfolded girl runs into uh, one of the sisters, I couldn't tell which one it was, inside of a closet underneath the steps. And um, she pushes her and knocks her into a board that comes loose, revealing stairs that go down to the cellar or the... I thought it was... He called it a cellar. It looked like a basement to me. Yeah, it did. I think it's an interchangeable word. Okay. <laughs> Okay. But this is like what tells us they don't know much about the house. Like, how would you not know it didn't, like, got out of basement? Well, here's the other thing. So Roger removes the other boards and reveals the stairs to the, the lead to, he calls it a cellar. I yeah. call it a basement, whatever. Roger goes down with the mash to investigate. He tells Carolyn that there's an old piano, a bunch of garbage. Um, his match goes out. It burns his finger. He lights another one. Uh, before I get into what I was going to talk about, I really like this scene because the whole time, even though I knew because I've seen it, nothing was going to happen. Like I feel like the first time I watched, I was probably like, every time he lit that freaking match, oh, yeah. I was probably like, oh, God, here we go. Mm-hmm. Bracing for a jump scare. Right. So I, th- I thought they did a really good job with the camera work and the lighting um, mm-hmm. with the match scene. Um, but anyway, as he comes up, he drops the box of matches. and um, That's important. Yes. Uh, upstairs, we see Carolyn looking out of a window at Sadie, who's barking. Um, she's because she's barking up at the window. Like she's, I think she's trying to warn these people. Like, hey, you guys need to get out of this house. Yeah. Um, Carolyn and Roger have an intimate moment about moving and christening the new house. We pan out from the house to a large tree. It's the large tree from earlier, which we'll talk more about in a little bit. Um, so here's the the we're getting to the part I wanted to talk about. Seth, don't let me forget. It's your job today. You. Are we talking about this later? No, we're going to talk about it right now. Okay. Scene three, the next morning, Carolyn wakes up and notices a large bruise on her leg. She checks uh, She checks on the girls in a bedroom. They're still sleeping. Andrea, the oldest daughter, bitches that the toilet doesn't work, and there was a funky smell in her room. Carolyn notices that the door to the basement is open, and she hears Roger in the basement looking through all of the items that were boarded up. Roger wants to go through it. He thinks there may be some antiques that are worth some money. He tells that he's going to try to get that old furnace working. So everybody's complaining that it's cold. Um, my point, this cellar, basement, whatever was boarded up, but the furnace is down there. Right. So did the people before them just not use the furnace? I don't know. It makes no sense to me. No, I don't understand that part. Because that was like a wall that was built there. It wasn't like they just put some boards up there. Like she pushed her hand through the wall. Yeah. So that thing had been boarded up for a while. Yeah. 
But again, the furnace, it just didn't make any sense to well, me. Well, and he's, they're also very nonchalant about it. Like, they're just like, oh, I guess if we can't get it to work, we're just going to be cold. Yeah. Because he makes that comment <laughs> like, about... Like, what the fuck? He's like, oh, we got more square footage. Uh-huh. Like... Oh, yeah, he does say that. <laughs> yeah, like, wouldn't you be a little bit like, why was this boarded up? Uh, I, don't, I thought the, that whole thing was weird, especially with, the like, the furnace being down there. Like, that's like a... a yeah, did they just assume it had no heat? Like, mm, <laughs> maybe that was it. Upstairs, Carol's making coffee. She tells Roger that two of the clocks stopped exactly at 3.07 a.m. The youngest child goes to look for Sadie. Carolyn and Roger hear her screaming and go running. Outside, Sadie is dead in the weeds. Could you tell how Sadie had been killed? I couldn't. No, I had a note. Like, they never say how she died. It didn't look, like, bloody or anything like yeah. that. Yeah. there, Just like... Look. Well, I'm glad that they didn't do the whole, like, the dad touches the dog and he's like, oh, her neck is broken. Right. Yeah. Like... I was sad, though. Come on. Like, come on. Oh, by the way, I don't know what movie it was, but remember I told you guys I wouldn't be able to, like, feel somebody's, like, neck and get their mm-hmm. balls tight if they were alive or not? Yeah. My wife tried to make me do that to her in the kitchen because she was like listening to that episode. She was like, yeah, yes, you can. Like, put your hand here. And she's like sh- shoving my fingers into her neck. And I'm like, I don't feel anything. <laughs> You've never done it to yourself? Or you just- Why would I do that? You can do it like there, there. there. Hmm. Grab a, several grab your dick. You can points. feel it. <laughs> <laughs> just, really? Grab the yeah. tip of your penis. <laughs> and it like pulsates? Probably if it's hard. Hmm. <laughs> oh my God. Hey, let's take a break. <laughs> Uh, it does work alright <laughs> scene 4 the Warrens the scene opens with Ed Warren showing a gentleman around his trophy I call it a trophy room I don't really know what this is. it looked like a trophy a, room a demon room mm. I said safe room safe room demon room trophy room I think we nailed it because yeah. they've got them all in there like they're real proud of them but then he says uh, he tells them that everything in there has been used in some sort of practice and they are not toys the man asks him if he's worried about having these items in his house. He tells him that they have a priest come once a month. Did he say to bless them or to, I forget what he said they have him come bless to. The bless, house, bless the I room, think. I think, yeah. There oh. you go. Um, the man asks if uh, if the Annabelle doll is there. They go over and look at her in a glass case. The man asks what a conduit is. He tells him that a very powerful demon has lashed itself onto the doll. The man asks about Lorraine and what happened to her. Ed tells him that what happened to Lorraine happened during an exorcism. Ed and Lorraine's daughter, Judy, sneaks into the room, and Ed makes her leave, making sure she did not touch anything. I thought that was interesting. They really never go into it later either, why he was like so... I think he asked her twice if she touched anything. Yeah. Maybe he just didn't want to take anything out of there. I'm not sure. But I wonder if he like she touched something, if it would like latch onto her, maybe. I'm assuming that's what he was. Mm. Well, there's a little thing that kind of points to that later. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ooh, good call. That's why you're the smart one. Okay. 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 We cut to Lorraine in a rocking chair brushing Judy's hair. Um, And then Ed comes in. They have like an awkward change. But like it, something was weird between those two at the beginning of the movie, I thought, with Ed and, and Lorraine. Yeah. There was like, I don't know, some awkward tension, I thought. We kind of find out why, though. Yeah. She was like getting over a event. Uh, yeah. Because remember, he like doesn't want her to go with him. And mm. Oh, and then she catches him lying to her. Yeah. Mm. Catches him in that lie. So I think they're awkward because later, I mean, we'll find out, but Ed says they never talk about it. So he doesn't even know mm. what really happened with her. That's true. I guess I didn't think about that. I could yeah. just tell like at first it was really, it was just weird between the two of them. But yeah. Well, I mean, it was. 
Scene five, back at the Perone estate, Perone estate, whatever their fucking name is, okay? I don't know. I don't know. Back at the house. Back at the house. We cut back to the <laughs> Perone family, and we see Sadie was buried in the front yard. The clock downstairs is stuck on 3 a.m. It's actually 3.07. And we go, to the, uh, we go to Christine sleeping in bed, and suddenly something grabs her by the leg. Stop it, Nancy. <laughs> uh and she's like pulled down the bed slightly. Now, it's not like it yanked her real hard. It was like a slight tug, right? Yeah, it wasn't like a big. So, yes, she thinks Nancy's doing it, but we see Nancy's in her bed, so it can't be Nancy. She tells Nancy to stop farting, that it really stinks. We cut to a box TV, which has static on the screen, similar to Terrifier. And we see Roger sleep on his desk. As we hear a banging sound, uh, Roger wakes up and rubs his face as he hears knocking again. The camera pans around the room as Roger looks around the room. We hear a door creak. Roger gets up and turns the TV off and begins to investigate the house. Ooh. As he walks in the hallway, we see the back door down a long hall that is banging, and then it opens up. So oh, I'd be like, oh, I don't shit. hear anything. That's Really? Fine. You wouldn't go look? I don't know. <laughs> what would you do? I suppose I would. Oh, okay. Roger walks toward the door, and he walks through. Um, it looks like a mud room. I think he's in a mud room. Um, through the kitchen door, he can see that the window's open, and there's a banging sound upstairs. As he gets to the stairs, one of his daughters, Andrea, tells him that Cindy is in her room. That was kind of creepy, because I don't think we saw her until he turned the corner, and it's mm-hmm. just like yeah. just there. Um, Roger walks into the room, and Cindy is standing in front of a wardrobe, banging her head against the door. Just like, just like knock, yeah. knock. Poor head. Her poor head. Roger tells her not to wake her, and he puts his hand between her head and the wardrobe, and then he takes her back to bed. That's a little creepy, huh? Well, apparently, Very. something that she does. That's what I <laughs> gathered. That she, obviously, she sleeps. Well, she sleepwalks, but I think she had said, "I've never seen her do this before." Yeah, Andrea says, "I've never seen her do that." So mm. she doesn't put the pillows in the oven and the purse in the fridge. No. <laughs> Is that from a movie? Step Brothers. Oh. <laughs> Such a stupid movie. (laughs) Scene six, Carolyn's bruises, the first day of school, and an unexpected house guest. We cut to Roger and Carolyn in the bathroom as Carolyn is getting out of the shower. She has multiple bruises on her back. Roger goes outside to leave for work and sees a bird hit the side of the house and uh, and it breaks its neck. Back inside the house, we see April, the smallest girl, sitting in a chair talking to the music box. She says she's talking to her friend, Rory. She tells Carolyn that if you twist the key to the music box and look into the mirror, you can see Rory standing behind you. This was a cock tease jump scare. Mm. <laughs> so, Carolyn, I don't know why she does, but she does it. She turns the key, looks nervously at the mirror. As the music stops, April jumps out and scares her. So it was a jump scare. It didn't scare me. I was bracing for something, though. Mm-hmm. She asks her if she can play hide and clap. They never let me play. April blindfolds Carolyn, and she counts to 10 as April goes to hide. Carolyn walks around the house blindfolded, running into a desk. And, dude, did you notice she almost fell down the fucking steps? Yeah, I was like, why would you play this? Stupid. Have you ever played this game? I've never played it. Have you? I've never even heard of it until. Mm -hmm. Okay. Maybe they made it up for this. She asks her for a second clap and wanders into Andrea's room where the wardrobe is located from earlier in the evening. That's the same wardrobe Cindy was smacking her head against. Behind Carolyn, we can see the doors to the wardrobe open up. As Carolyn asks for her third and final clap, we see two hands come out of the wardrobe as Carolyn walks over to it. We can hear breathing as Carolyn puts um, she puts her hands in. She's like rooting through the wardrobe when all of a sudden April comes into the room from behind her out of the hallway and tells her that she wasn't even in the closet. She was in the other girl's room. That's pretty creepy. That was a real fucking creepy, creepy. scene when the arms come out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so you can like see the arms come out and clap. 
Ugh. We cut back to Roger in the kitchen later in the evening discussing a job on the phone. I have a note. I said, it sounds like Roger's hurting for work because mm-hmm. he's going to yeah. take a job at what, half of his normal rate or something. It's a week turnaround trip to Florida. No <laughs> rider. Hmm. Scene seven. Stop grabbing my feet. We see Christine laying in bed again as something pulls on her legs. At, at uh, first, she thinks it's Nancy again. Then we see her get pulled again. This time, it's like a real... That's a pretty big yank. Yeah, yeah. She's yanking her. She crawls to the end of her bed and looks down. Nothing there. Then the camera... This is great camera work, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Uh, the camera goes under the bed as we see her bend down and look under the bed. God, I'm like, why would you... Mm-mm. If I did that, it'd be really fast. I would not like... Well, she's slowly. like hanging over the side of the bed, and the camera shot is from underneath the bed. So we see her head like... Dip down real slow. And then she like yeah. just hangs out there. Yeah. Now I'd get up, turn the light on, and then look under the bed. <laughs> That's what I'd be doing. <laughs> I wouldn't um, even look under the bed. I'd fucking run out of there. Probably leave the house. You'd be done. Like, <laughs> I'm done. I'm out of here. That. <laughs> <She's>, <laughs> so she sits back up. The camera flips around, and we see the door creak open. Um, and behind the door, then the shadows, we see a figure. I I don't. Did you guys see anything? No. I no. didn't see anything mm-hmm. either, but I was like under the impression we were supposed to. Standing. Christine cries for Nancy to wake up. <laughs> Nancy wakes up and puts her glasses on. Nancy asks her if she can see it and points behind the door. She tells her there's something standing over there. Nancy tells her that she can't see anyone. Christine tells her that it's looking right at them. She looks mm-hmm. freaked out. Good acting, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But no, I didn't see anything, actually. It was just dark. Yeah. So Nancy gets out of bed and goes behind the door. I think she kind of shuts the door a little bit. She tells that there's nothing there. Nancy says the the smell is back again. Mm -hmm. Christine tells her that it's standing right behind her. The door slams shut and Christine starts screaming. Jump scare. Jump scare. (laughs) Carolyn and Roger run into the room as Christine is crying and screaming. Nancy is standing in the same place she was earlier and looks shocked at the way Christine is acting. So... Nancy wasn't freaked out about something being in the room. She was just like in shock at how Christine was acting. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, she like totally lost her shit. She yeah, was like, like I don't think obviously Nancy didn't see it. It was the smell though. She did. She is the one that said the smell's yeah. back. Yeah. Christine tells Roger that the uh, ghost talked to her and then it told her that it wants to hurt her family or no, it wants her family dead. Yeah. As the other girls run into the room, everybody's like freaking out. Um, so apparently this ghost had talked to Christine and told her that she wanted her family dead. So if this happened to like <sighs> you and it was like, or either of you and it was one of your kids that, mm-hmm. would you just be like, oh, go back to bed. It was a nightmare. No, <laughs> I'd be like, fuck, we got to get out of here. Yeah. I, I don't know what yeah. I would do, especially since we're like moving. So it seemed like, what if this happens at the new house? Like yeah, maybe not like in an est- your established home, but if you just moved in somewhere, that's what I'm saying. Like we're, yeah. we're getting ready to move. Like what if this happens? What do you do? What would you do? Come on back. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It'd be weird. Um, oh, it's fine. Go to bed. I'd like to say that I would be <laughs> like, oh, I don't know. My kids are little too. Like, this girl's older. Yeah. She's gotta be a teen almost. Right. Yeah, so um, in high school, my girlfriend used to babysit these two kids, and they lived uh, in this ginormous freaking house, right? And uh, we were downstairs. We were actually watching the movie Van Helsing with mm. uh, Wolverine in it. Mm-hmm. Hugh Jackman. <laughs> he'll always, he'll always <laughs> be Wolverine to me. Yeah. Anyway, we hear the the kids are upstairs like screaming at the top of their lungs, and we like, yeah, we run upstairs, and the kids are standing on their beds, pointing at the corner of the ceiling, um, that they saw somebody up there. 
I'm not shitting you. This really happened. Mm. And I'm like, what the fuck? So we we turn the light on, and like, there's a closet there where they were pointing. And if you open the closet door, there's a thing to get up in the attic. Ah. Uh. I'm like, nope. You didn't go up in the attic and look? No, I left. But she just left the girl left there. Left her with there the with the kids. I'm like, I'm done. Like, see ya. No, I didn't do it. I think, uh, <laughs> I think we ended up uh, having the kids come down and lay on the couch so the parents got home. We were like, yeah, this is what happened. We're out. See ya. Yeah, you deal with this shit. Yeah, dude, it was fucking weird, though. You this never nice. found out what it was? No, I don't want to know what it was, dude. Oh. Wouldn't that creep you out? Yeah. Yeah, it was creepy as was shit. Was it an older house? That's the thing. It wasn't. It was like newer. I mean, they may have had mm-hmm. it built. No, that's not as scary then, but I suppose it could still happen. Maybe, or maybe the parents killed somebody and put a body up there. I don't know. That could be also, or it was or built on some kind of ancient burial ooh, mound. Maybe, maybe. Poltergeist. Mm. Um, I yeah. just hate how most of the time they make the parents be like, oh, it's just a bad dream. <laughs> Yeah, because I certainly like, wouldn't be. I'd be like, what the fuck did you when see? When the kid like, knows, <laughs> is saying in detail like what yeah. it looked like, what it fucking said to them. Yeah, yeah, that would be rough. But then on the other hand, you have another kid in there that didn't see anything or hear anything. So it's like... Yeah, that's true too. Hmm. I've watched too many scary movies, so I would automatically be like, we're out. Like, we're going to Motel 6. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Or I would at that's least tough. like bring the child with me to like sleep with me. I feel like sometimes yeah. they just put him right back to bed. Mm, that's true. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah, I don't I know. Agree. Yeah. I don't know how I'd react. Um, scene eight, Mr. Winston, Lorraine and her daughter Judy are out in the chicken coop. Ed walks out and tells Lorraine he's leaving. She busts him for lying. Mm-hmm. Um, she wants to go with him. Once he tells her he's got a job he's going to go look at, but he doesn't want her to go. She tells him, remember that he told her God brought them together for a reason. It wasn't to write a book. So he tells her, hey, why don't you sit this one out and work on your book? She's like, nah, bruh. <laughs> nah, man. We cut to Ed and Lorraine at a house, and they determine that there are boards that are expanding and contracting and rubbing against uh, rubbing against each other. And it's I think it was rubbing a pipe or something. It's causing a strange noise in these people's house. These people thought they had a haunted house. Uh, they proved to them that they do not. Lorraine tells them that usually houses aren't haunted, and there is some sort of rational explanation. We immediately, which I think is, is kind of... Uh, Funny is we immediately cut to Carolyn looking at more bruises in the mirror as she takes medicine in the bathroom. So she's telling these other people, hey, generally it's nothing. There's a rational explanation. Then we immediately cut to this house where it's not. (laughs) Right. Uh, So she's got more bruises. She's taking medicine. Was that like, uh, did you guys catch what, was it just Tylenol or was it like like a prescription medicine she was taking? It looked like a... It was an iron pill. Yeah. Because they told her she had an iron deficiency. Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay. Um, she goes out and is packing Roger's clothes for his trip as she hears clapping as if the girls are playing hide and clap. Oh boy. Girls, it's past your bedtime. She puts on her robe and goes out to investigate. She checks on the girls and finds that they are sleeping in their beds. As she's checking on Andrea, we hear glass break, a child laugh, all the pictures going up the stairwell, fall down or swing off and break, glass shatters all the frames. Carolyn turns on the lights and goes downstairs to look around. I found it kind of odd that none of the girls woke up. Abby said that same thing. She was like, how is, she, how is she in this house with five kids and none of the kids wake up? Especially when all the shit comes off the wall. Um, yeah, so as she does this, the clock goes off. It's like bang, banging Bong. and chiming. Bong. Car- and then Carolyn screams, who is that? As she walks around the house. So I don't know how these kids didn't wake up is beyond me. And their doors are open, so it wasn't even like... 
Right. I don't know. That part kind of bothered me. We hear doors creaking as she walks into Roger's office. Behind her, a door creaks open, and we see that it is the door to the basement that Roger had discovered earlier. Don't do it. Don't do it, Carolyn. Don't do it. Shut the door. It makes me laugh that she, like, didn't get, like, upset or really that freaked out when all that stuff started falling off the walls. Like, I would have been like, Mm. son of a bitch. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) What's happening here? You just woke the girls up and, like, made them leave. Like, hey, we're leaving. It's shit. I mean, yeah. with how they were, one of them looked like it was like spinning on the wall. Yeah, that's true. It got a little crazy. She was like, oh, well. <laughs> Carolyn turns on the lights to the basement. She yells, whoever's down there, I'm going to lock you in. As she does, something uh, throws her against the back wall, and she tumbles down the steps into the basement. The door shuts and pushes her. Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. Um, so she falls down into the basement, and the lighting down here is really cool. So it's got that one bulb that's, like, hanging from the ceiling by a, mm-hmm. by a string, and it's just, like, moving around, and you can't see shit in this basement. Mm-mm. There's, like, shadows everywhere. And I think when you have a scene like that, your eyes are programmed to look and things look for things you can't see. So like I was like looking like because I forgot what happened honestly. So I was like looking. I'm like okay, something's going down here somewhere. Like I'm waiting for my eyes to adjust and see it. Yeah, because there's like sheets over stuff and like that fucking piano. The piano. Uh, yeah. Piano is so creepy. The furnace is scary looking. It really. Dude, this is just a really good scene. Mm-hmm. Um, so as she looks around the room. There's one small overhead light bulb lighting the entire basement. There are shadows everywhere. She looks around. A small ball falls and starts bouncing. She runs up the steps as the lights go out, and we hear a child laughing. She finds the box (laughs) of matches that Roger dropped earlier and lights one. It goes out. She lights another one. We hear a child say, hey, do you want to play hide and clap? We hear a clap behind her as the match goes out. Fuck no, I don't want to play this game with you, scary kid. (laughs) You told him. You told that kid. kid. I ain't playing no games with you. The camera cuts outside the door, and we hear Carolyn screaming. We cut to Andrea's room where Cindy is up against the wardrobe, sleepwalking, banging her head against the door again. Andrea wakes up and walks over to put her head uh, to put her back to bed, like Roger had showed her mm-hmm. earlier. Andrea walks uh, Cindy over to her own bed and puts her in bed. So she's putting her in bed with her at this point. Um, as she's tucking Cindy in, we hear banging on the wardrobe again. Andrea walks over to the wardrobe slowly as we see Cindy sit up behind her. This was creepy as shit. This was a good scene. So she's, she yeah. like sits up like The Undertaker, yep. if you're a WWF fan. And sits up like the freaking Undertaker in bed, and Andrea opens the wardrobe, and Cindy gasps. Andrea looks up, and there's a woman laying on top of the wardrobe looking down at them. Jump scare. Oh, this is creepy, dude. The woman flies off the wardrobe and on top of Andrea as the lights go out. Oh, D- don't worry. Roger shows up somehow. And really runs, good runs in- timing. Yeah, right? So Roger shows up, runs into the house, letting Carolyn out of the basement and running up to check on Andrea. Like everyone in the house is fucking screaming when he walks in there. Dude, there's a ton going on in this scene. <laughs> that was funny. Was, like, he's, like, I remember. But he's like, well, somebody tell me what the fuck's going on yeah. right now. <laughs> uh, such a good scene, though. Like there's a, there's a ton going on. It's really two scenes, right? You got the basement scene, and then you got yeah. the bedroom scene. Mm-hmm. But they kind of run it all into one. So I wonder what would have happened if he hadn't come home. Mm. I don't know because when he opens the door and they turn the lights on, you just see the uh, Andrew on the ground like flopping around, right? Because you yeah. don't see the mm-hmm. the ghost or whatever right. the demon on her. But it's like that's why he's like, what the fuck is going on in here? <laughs> I don't know. That's probably one of my favorites. That, that it's definitely my favorite scene from this movie, but. It's a good scene. It's one of my favorite scenes no. overall, I think. Hmm. <gasps> scene nine. Professor Ed 
Warren. Ed and Lorraine are showing a group of exorcism, uh, a group in exorcism on a projector. They are discussing a case they worked where the victim was too far gone to be brought back by an exorcism. Ed shows the room the three stages of demonic possession. <gasps> Infestation, oppression, and then possession. Infestation, that's whispering, footsteps, feelings of another presence around you. Oppression, the victim, who is the most psychologically vulnerable, um, is is the... So, that, again, back to the thing earlier. They never said why the... Um, parents, whatever the fucking name is. The parents moved, but I got the gist that it has something to do with the mom. I don't know. I don't... Maybe? You didn't I think guess that? I didn't get that. I don't know. I feel like, especially when he says this, it kind of clicked. I was like, oh, yeah. she. That's why I was wondering if the medicine she was taking was like... Oh. Mm. No, I guess I didn't think that. Because he was like, we're going to have a new start and yada yada. I don't know. It was just weird. But then mm. this, when he says that the, the demonic possess... Uh, the demonic figure or whatever goes after yeah. the person that's the most psychologically vulnerable. I was like, oh, that kind of makes sense. Mm. Hmm. And then the last stage, possession. It's the third and final stage where they actually take possession of the body. In the crowd, we see Carolyn. She follows them to their car and asks if they would come look at their house. She has daughters who are scared to death. <gasps> you have a daughter? Wouldn't you do anything to protect her? They're like, ugh, fine. Yeah, Ed was not, not wanting to do it at all, but Lorraine tells them, of course we will. She's great. She's awesome, dude. You have to imagine they get a lot of those, like, where it's just pipes in the attic, or, mm -hmm. you know, so they're probably like, oh, right. God, it's another one, you know. She got her with the daughter card. Yep. Scene 10, parents meet the Warrens. The Warrens arrive at the parents' house and are introduced to Roger and the girls. Lorraine looks at Roger very awkwardly. Mm -hmm. Did you guys notice this at first? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so they explain it later, but uh, I was, I didn't pause it. I was like, did you notice how weird mm -hmm. she looked at him? She was like, the fuck? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> They're introduced to the girls. Carolyn tells them that they are all sleeping in the living room now because they feel safer and it's warmer because the house is so cold. She tells them that it's gotten worse the last few nights. There's a smell like rotting meat all over the house. Eld tell <laughs> Eld. <laughs> Ed tells her that a rancid smell could mean some sort of demonic possession. Roger tells them that they um, that they have the door shut because the door bangs at night. So there's a door into, I think, his office that they have, like, tied shut with a rope. Yep. He asks Roger if it comes in threes and stops at dawn. I think Roger does, like, a tapping noise on the wall, right? Mm -hmm. And it's in, in threes. And he said, yes, it stops at dawn. Roger and Carolyn tell them that sometimes birds fly against the house and break their necks. And all of the clocks stop at 3.07 a.m. Have you ever been in a house when a bird does that? Because it happens uh, at my parents on occasion. It is loud as fuck. They run into the house? The window. Because it's clear. They can't. Oh. Uh, yeah. You know what? I think that happened to my parents once. Yeah. Because they used to have a big loud. picture window. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's scary. What so. a shitty way to go, huh? It happened twice in one day. One time. For and you? I think it was because of how the sun was like shining on the window. Uh, yeah. They were like attracted to it or something. What a because terrible! It, hit, it was way to almost go. the same spot it hit. I don't think either one of them died, but they did both hit the freaking window. Do you think it was the same bird? No, Maybe. <laughs> no, because it was like a different bird. I mean, you see how fast one they was fly. like a black bird. Yeah. Like I'm surprised the window doesn't break. Jesus. Could you imagine just running and like <laughs> running right. into something? No, fuck, that would suck. Well, I guess um, if your neck broke right away, it wouldn't be that bad. You would just would you die though? I feel like people break their necks and they don't just necessarily die. 
One of those action movies when they twist their heads. Oh, for and Christ's sake. They always die right away. Just <laughs> over here watching Jean-Claude Van Damme movies. Jean-Claude Van Damme. Lorraine asks to see the cellar. In the cellar, we see Lorraine with her eyes closed, and she tells Ed that something awful happened here. We cut back to the Warrens and parents sitting at the table. Um, he asks about the bruises on Carolyn's arms. Ed asks why they don't just move, and they tell him that all of their money is tied up in the house. I wouldn't care. You wouldn't care? Nope. You'd say, fuck it, I'm yeah. out of here. Mm-hmm. Ed starts a recording and asks Carolyn to start from the first occurrence. In the other room, Lorraine is talking with April about her friend Rory. April tells Lorraine that she can see Rory by looking at the in the lock <laughs> or in the music box. I made a note that I hate this music box. You hate it that Creepy much? Creepy ass circus. That, yes, I hate this thing. Lorraine turns the key and watches in the mirror looking for Rory. She moves the mirror back and forth trying to see him behind her. As the mirror turns, we see Rory in the window of a door behind Lorraine. She turns around and the boy is not there. Lorraine goes outside and walks down under the big tree, stopping to look at the tree and the lake. Ed comes out behind her and walks up behind her. As we zoom in on Lorraine's face, we hear creaking. She looks behind Ed and uh, she sees, as do we, two feet where someone's hanging from the tree. This is a good scene. She looks shocked and starts to faint as Ed grabs her by the arm before she does. We cut back inside the house. Roger tells him that they bought the house from the bank. Ed tells him that their house needs a cleansing an exorcism. So you like the scene where the uh, person's hanging there, the feet are just behind him? Yeah, that was a good, just the way the camera was and everything. Yeah, it's really creepy. It was, and then creepy. even the scene before it with the the uh, music box, because mm-hmm. uh, when what's uh, Carolyn does it, she doesn't move it, but like when Lorraine's doing it, she like moves the mirror yeah. so she can see different angles and that's yeah. when she sees him. That was a good scene though. That tree is creepy. Mm-hmm. That's a fucking awesome tree, dude. Mm-hmm. I love the tree. Carolyn tells, Rod, uh, Carolyn tells Roger that they need to get out of the house. Ed tells him that it won't help. Lorraine tells him that she's seen the dark entity that haunts their house and their land. She saw it first when she came through the door. Again, this is, was the scene I was talking about where she gives Roger this god-awful look. Um, she says it was latched to their back. She saw it again with the girls. It doesn't matter where you go. The entity has latched itself to your family and is feeding from you. Ed tells them that sometimes when you're haunted, it's like stepping on gum. You take it with you. I thought that was kind of a weird uh, mm-hmm. analogy. <laughs> the best he could come it's up just with. just like stepping on gum. <laughs> He's like, these are simple folk. I'm going to make it easy for them. Lorraine tells them that they have a lot of spirits in the house, but the one she's worried about is very hateful. Ed tells them that before they can do uh, the exorcism, the church has to approve it. They must investigate and provide evidence. As Ed and Lorraine are leaving, they tell them that the spirit will not like that they have been there because they are a threat. They're going to have to um, they're going to have to do some research. So they're going to have to get some research, get it to the church, in order for their exorcism to be approved. Yep. Hmm. Got to go through the proper channels. I guess that's true. We should try to do an exorcism. I don't know. Like, it would freak me out. Like, if something actually happened. <laughs> Do you think it would? I feel like it's dangerous territory mm-hmm. because Plus, there's a lot of cases of that. Yeah. And we'd have to find that's a possessed person. Like, who do we know that's mm-hmm. possessed? Yeah. So find somebody. Let's, let's not. Put out let's, a Craigslist ad. Let's let's put it in the paper. <laughs> we could try it, Are dude. you possessed? <laughs> call, <laughs> call this number. Uh, call the horror movie crew. Yeah. That'd be hilarious. We'll come out and do a live stream. Yay. <laughs> Scene 11, audio malfunction. Ed and Lorraine sit down to listen to the recording from the Warrens. Um, and Ed's Ed's uh, discussion with, I'm sorry, it's Carolyn and Ed's discussion. Yep. 
Uh, he realizes that Carolyn's voice did not record on the tape at all. So you can hear him talking, but where her responses should be, there's no audio. It's kind of like this episode's going to sound when I cut all Seth's audio out of it. Whatever. <laughs> they listen to the tape. You can hear Ed, but not Carolyn. Um, and then he asks her if she's found anything, and she's uh, very excited to show him what she's found. So, so uh, Lorraine shows him her research. So she found out the house was built in 1863 by a man named Jetson Sherman, who was married to a woman named Bathsheba. Bathsheba. Is that not the weirdest fucking name you've ever heard? Mm-hmm. Bathsheba? Bathsheba. <laughs> Bathsheba. Bathsheba. <laughs> Bathsheba's related to Marytown <laughs> Esty, a woman accused in the Salem witch trials and hung. Whoa. Uh-oh. They had a baby, and when it was seven days old, Jetson caught her, sacrificing it in front of the fireplace. She mm. ran out to the tree, proclaimed her love to Satan, cursed anyone who tried to take her land, and then hung herself. Cool. The time of death was recorded at 3.07 a.m. Not done. They also found a woman who lived there in the 30s. She had a boy named Rory who mysteriously went missing in the woods, and the woman killed herself in the cellar. Mm. They found that all the people who had ever taken possession of this land had died in some horrible way. Suddenly, the tape recorder turns on, and we hear Ed talking, and then a bunch of screaming and moaning. The camera pans out, and the clock on the wall says... 3.07 a.m. Well, she talked about that originally it was 200 acres, so there was people that died not in that house, but on, on the, the land. Because they split yeah. it up. Yeah. Know? I thought that was kind of cool. Like mm-hmm. uh, The history part was neat. I agree. Lorraine did her research mm-hmm. like we do for all of our episodes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Scene 12, Ed and Lorraine on the scene. Ed and Lorraine show up with their crewman, Drew, along with a cop named Sheriff Brad. I don't even know if he was a sheriff. I just called him Sheriff Brad. I thought so it sounded I cool. Miss, like, why did they bring a cop? I can't remember. I think that it has. Doesn't it have to be documented by somebody or oh, or maybe, something? Yeah. I think they said, but I was like the whole time, like, why is there a cop there for this? Like, I, I forget. Know. But he's like a skeptic. He doesn't believe in any of this stuff right. because him and Drew go back and forth a bunch about that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I called him Sheriff Brad. Facebook, Twitter. I'm sorry if he's not a sheriff. I don't. I just thought it was funny. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not really sorry. They unload their gear and start setting up inside the house, setting up lights, bells on all the door handles, cameras, and flashing lights, That, um, which he explains in a minute. Outside, Ed is sitting, uh, setting up cameras and explains to Roger that they use thermostats to measure temperature, and when there is a large temperature drop, the cameras will automatically take a picture. It's a pretty extensive was, setup. thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, we see the large tree where the witch committed suicides behind um, Ed and Roger as they're talking. Inside, Lorraine is helping Carolyn with pictures. Uh, She's like, they're setting pictures back on the mantles. I think they're trying to piss this ghost off is what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, As Lorraine touches Carolyn, she can envision the day that the picture was taken on the beach. So, um, like, she touches Carolyn's hand, and she can, like, see the kids running on the beach and when they took the picture. It was kind of weird. In another room, the Warrens' helper, Drew, is talking to Andrea. He shows her how the black lights work with fingerprints. Teehee, that's so neat. (laughs) Drew's a pervert. (laughs) As Ed comes into the room, Andrea leaves, and we hear bells jingling on a door. Everyone looks on edge, but Brad walks out of the door and flushes the toilet. I thought that was pretty funny. Brad. He's kind of, he's like really the only comic relief in this movie. Right, mm-hmm. right. I mean, there's not much, but. And I think it had its play. They did a good job with it. You don't want too much. 
we cut to Ed and the and Drew listening to the microphones as Ed is taking out crosses, holy water, and other items he says he uses to piss the demonic spirit off. We hear a door creak in the other room as Ed and Roger walk into the hallway. We see the camera flash as the door opens. Ed and Lorraine go into the basement to re- to record the activity. Now we're in like a point of view shot, kind of mm-hmm. like um, the Blair Witch where it was all done from the, the handheld camera. This was a cool scene, too. I was bracing the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, Ed tells the spirit to give a sign that they want to communicate with them. Ed holds up a mic, and he moves it around the room. He looks over at Lorraine, who was like, first I thought she was getting sick. She was, like, bent over. It looked like she was puking. Yeah, she was acting real weird. But nothing really happens. Uh, they no. don't They don't find anything. They start to go up the steps, and I think they hear the piano key go off, and they turn mm. around, but again, nothing really, nothing really happens. Um, when they walk out, the door does slam behind them. Bang. Bang, bang, bang. Scene 13, Parents International House of Pancakes. We open up with all the parents and Warrens eating breakfast. Carolyn tells Ed that the kids feel much safer with them there. God, what a fucking nightmare breakfast that would be. Yeah, <laughs> I was right? like, this is a hot mess. We cut to Lorraine <laughs> and Ed outside hanging up the parents' laundry. Like, why are they doing their laundry? Fucking sheets Let's again. Know. Here we go with the damn sheets. This is a up. great scene, though. It is. That's yeah, scary. They discuss how beautiful the parents' family is. Lorraine tells Ed that they have to help them. Ed jokes and says he'll start with the Chevy. All of a sudden, the wind picks up drastically. Clouds cover the sun, and we see Lorraine look around nervously as the wind behind uh, behind her blows a sheet off the line. One of the sheets, it like forms around like a silhouette of a person. It looks like a ghost. Like if somebody was standing there and yeah. the sheet had yeah, hit them. And, and then it flies up against the house right at Carolyn's window. And as the sheet falls back to the ground, we see um, a, a figure. It's the witch, right? Same witch from the ward- mm-hmm. the, wi- the witch in the wardrobe. Um, <laughs> uh, up in Carolyn's window. We cut to Carolyn sleeping in bed. We see the witch hover over her um, and... As Carolyn like wakes up and gasps, like the witch like pukes into her mouth. Yeah, I thought nah. vomits and barfs at her mouth. Uh, I'm guessing this is her pose- taking possession of her body. That's one thing I could really come up with. But it looks yeah. like black puke is what it looks like. That was fucking gross. Lorraine runs up the steps and bangs on the door. Carolyn comes out and says that she's fine. And she thought that she heard Roger downstairs. So she's like, okay, I'm good. But she's acting kind of weird. Acting real weird. I'd be a little suspicious. And she was throwing up. like mm. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I'm fine. I'm just a little sick. Got morning sickness. Having our sixth <laughs> sixth little girl. Our twentieth child. I'm sure Lorraine knows or mm. oh, has she picked suspects. up on it. She has to have. Has to have. She's a smart gal. Yeah. We cut to Roger and the girls arriving back home. Roger sees Ed fixing the Chevy and they have a conversation about Lorraine. Doing this work always takes something away from her that she never gets back. He tells him about the exorcism case a few months ago that took a large toll on her. It took a piece of her. She went into her room when they got back and didn't come out for eight days. She didn't talk or eat for eight days. Roger asks what she saw. Ed tells him that he doesn't know and he will not ask her what she saw. So that explains the awkwardness in the beginning between them. Right. Did it say how long ago that was? Didn't they say it was a few? I thought it was just like on one of the last jobs. Yeah, it was like a couple jobs ago. It wasn't. Mm. It was recent. That makes sense then. Yeah. Oh, boy. Scene 14, Officer Brad becomes a believer. (laughs) Officer Brad is getting a coffee, and he hears something out on the porch. He looks through the window and hears a woman say, look what she made me do. He opens the door to go onto the porch. Outside, Mm -hmm. he looks around. He walks back in the house, doesn't see anything, and locks the door Mm -hmm. behind him. As he does, he sees a woman in another room with her wrist slit, and she says, look what she made me do. 
Wasn't she like a maid? Mm-hmm. I think so. That's what I looked like. She was a maid. The woman runs up in his face and screams in his face, which was kind of creepy, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brad's knocked back against the wall. Down the hall, we see a girl in a white dress walk by a camera as it flashes. We see that this is Cindy sleepwalking again. Ed tells Roger that Cindy couldn't trigger the cameras, that someone is with her. <gasps> Because, again, the cameras only go off if there's a, te- a large temperature drop. Right. Mm-hmm. Cindy goes into a bedroom. She walks up the steps and goes into a bedroom, and the door is locked. Um, why did they let her go in the bedroom? Did you guys? They Because they wanted to pick up on whatever was taking her in there. That's what I took it as, like, to see what was happening. But that would be hard to do. Like, yeah. I wouldn't want to just keep letting my kid walk around with this fucking spirit. Oh, you'd be fine with it. You'd be like, eh. Yeah, she's fine. That's gonna Play be nice. Too. Play I don't nice. know if it's evil or not. Like, True. they're just like, just let it do its thing. Yeah, but he was like, no, don't. Because I think uh, Roger was going to grab her, and Ed's like, no, no, let her go. Yeah. And then she goes in the room and shuts the door, and then they all run upstairs. Like, I'm like, what are you guys yeah, doing? She doesn't shut the door. It slams. Mm, that's true. Her. Okay. On the headset, uh, Drew and Lorraine can hear someone in the room talking to Cindy. Uh, I have the subtitles on, so it told me it was Rory, but I don't know if we're supposed to know that. But R- Rory is <laughs> saying, follow me this way. This is where I hide. Roger and Ed break into the room. I don't think they broke the door down, but they got in the room, and they are looking through the room. They can't find Cindy anywhere. Ed sends Brad down to get a UV light from Drew. He comes back, and they're looking through the room with the UV light. He finds footprints on the floor. He follows the footprints to the wardrobe. Um, he roots through the wardrobe, moving clothes around, and they find that there is a trap door in the back of the wardrobe that slides open and there's a big hole in the wall. Well, it's not mm-hmm. a big hole. It's a small hole. Ed finds Cindy through the trap door, um, which has a hole built into the wall. So really, you will slide the door open in the end of the wardrobe and you climb into the wall. I mean, it's big enough a person can mm-hmm. crawl into. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. So did that how they made houses? Why would you have a big space like that between your walls? I mean, like, my house is old and there's some space, but it's not that big. Hmm. Like, there was, like, fucking shelf in there and stuff. I don't know. <laughs> it was, like it was toys weird. Were, I don't know. I just assumed walls were built back to back. I didn't realize they had, like, big Some space, sections. but not. Hmm. Interesting. We see April talking to Lorraine. She tells her that's where Rory hides when he's afraid. We cut to Lorraine crawling through the trap door and into the wall. Inside, we see a dusty nook, and Lorraine finds a small shelf with some toys on it. She asks Ed for April's music box, uh, which she puts on the shelf with the other toys. She finds a rope on the ground and starts pulling on it. As she pulls it up, uh, she finds that the end of the rope is a noose. Mm. As she stands up, she falls through the floor all the way to the basement. During this time, Ed is running around the house like a crazy person, yelling, knocking on the walls, yelling for Lorraine. He's freaking out. Again, don't you think that would have, like, killed her? Um, her just really, it really hurt. hurt. I mean, it's falling two stories. But I, I just... think she hits, because she's in the upstairs and she hit, probably hits the first floor and then falls through us i don't think it was she probably fell straight down maybe but maybe since she like hits and then falls again i'm just not sure there's that much room well there could be in, in the walls yeah i don't know it's weird it's definitely weird mm-hmm. we see lorraine stand up looking around the dark space trying to figure out where the fuck she's at um she turns on her flashlight and looks around the room suddenly we hear the music box chime lorraine picks it up and turns the key looking in the mirror behind her uh, as the music begins to stop, we hear someone crying and saying, she made me do it. We see a large woman in a yellow dress holding a boy. Lorraine turns around and the woman is gone. She looks back in the direction of the mirror and uh, she sees herself in the mirror. She lowers the mirror down. Um, there's another woman in front of her who mm-hmm. screams, she made me do it. 
I thought um, she had a bloody knife. Lorraine? The big lady. <sighs> did she? She did. Yeah. She did. That's what, when you first saw her no, the first time, she was like, she made me do it. Yeah. Uh, so she, she said a boy. I thought it was a bloody knife. I'm like, God, did I really miss? <laughs> well, she's holding a boy. <laughs> I didn't see that. I just saw I the think it's knife. Rory's mom mm-hmm. is who that's supposed mm-hmm. to be. And she's like holding the knife. Gotcha. We hear creaking and the woman disappears. Lorraine looks around and sees feet hanging from the ceiling. Ugh, so scary. <laughs> Lorraine gets up and runs up the basement steps, fi- uh, or runs through the basement, finding the steps. As she runs up the steps, her necklace is, gets caught and pulled off, remaining in the basement. Uh, Lorraine runs up the steps and tells Ed that she knows what she did. She possesses the mother to kill the children. That's what Carolyn's bruises are. She's feeding off of her. While this happens, we see Nancy's hair start to raise up. Suddenly, she's, Nancy's thrown against the wall, shattering the glass out of one of the doors. Something's pulling her around on the ground by her hair, dragging her around by her hair across the floor. Lorraine grabs scissors and cuts the hair, uh, releasing her from the spirit's grip. Yeah, this was like almost funny. Like, Oh, really? I thought it was creepy as I shit. I don't know. I thought it just when she was being pulled around the floor. Well, this know. part was a little because Ed immediately turns <laughs> around to Drew and he's like, did you get that footage? And he was like, yeah, I got it. So they... I think Ed thinks they've got all the uh, footage that they need to get approval to get the old approval, the old check. But um, yeah, so I don't think I said this earlier, but Lorraine and her daughter Judy have matching necklaces uh, that they both wear and her- to lock it, right? Yes. There's a picture of Ed and Lorraine in it, I think. Yes. Yeah. Not anymore. Now it's hanging in the basement. Not good. Not See, good but it almost looked like when she was running that. The witch like grabbed it and pulled it back, didn't it? I don't know. I thought it got caught on a board because it's like hanging. It did, but it looked like yeah. at first yeah. that it got pulled. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe that is what happened. That's what I thought I saw. Which is confusing because she was saying how it can't possess things, mm. only people, but maybe because their picture was in yeah, it. It has to or be because of the photo. That's true. Um, Lorraine's walking down by the lake or the river, whatever, when she sees Judy, her daughter, under the water. Lorraine runs into the house and calls their home to make sure Judy is okay. Um, Lorraine tells Ed that she saw Judy in the water and she knows it's some kind of warning. Ed says, let's get out of here. Get the fuck out of this damn house. Scene 15, motel arrival and getting the church on board. We see the parent family arrive at a motel as we also see the Warrens showing the footage they've collected to the priest. The priest looks shocked. The priest tells him that the family um, aren't members of the church. The kids haven't been baptized and approval would have to come directly from the Vatican. But he's never seen anything like this. Yeah, me neither, Mr. Preacher. He looks at the pictures and we can see Rory walking behind Cindy in the pics. Uh, the priest tells them he'll push it through himself. So this priest is like freaked out by this. Mm-hmm. Um we cut to the Warrens' uh, house, and Judy's laying in bed. We see her wa- matching necklace that's uh, the one that Lorraine also has, but uh, Judy's is like on like a nightstand. It's like hanging there, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So we see Lorraine's necklace at the parents' house also swinging. So Judy's necklace in her room is swinging. Lorraine's at the house is swinging back and forth. So suddenly Judy's covers are pulled down, and she wakes up quickly. Judy's yelling for her mom and her dad as we see the light turn on at the top of the steps where she's now standing. She opens a door in the hallway and calls for mommy and daddy again. She walks down the steps and we see lightning flash and the door to Ed and Lorraine's trophy room is open. Judy calls for dad as she looks in and sees that the Annabelle doll is gone. The lights at the top of the steps go off as Judy yells for Nana. At least she didn't go in the room. No, she goes in another room. She was which, smart. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. So um, she locks herself in a room as a loud bang happens. Um, the bang stops, and 
again, there's like a bunch of banging going on, and it suddenly stops. Behind Judy, we see the witch sitting in a chair, rocking the Annabelle doll. The well, rock. You, go ahead. Well, you see like the black spirit thing come down because it comes down mm-hmm. the steps mm. and she goes in the room and then when the banging stops you see it like come into the room gotcha see i didn't notice i thought yeah. that the lights were just turning off so no, it was like that spirit. black thing oh. yeah it was creepy i was just like where the fuck is this grandma oh, wake <laughs> up turn put your belt <laughs> what on what is she lady? doing <laughs> i feel like this little kid was like mommy daddy mom like the grandma <laughs> yeah. didn't hear any of that no, these these people sleep through a lot in this movie. Heavy sleeper, I guess. Heavy sleeper. Maybe she got hammered and took some sleeping pills. Um, <laughs> yeah, so True. the witch is sitting in the chair rocking the Annabelle doll. The rocking stops as Annabelle's head Ugh. turns slowly. Judy yells and screams for Nana. We see Nana finally get up. <laughs> Run to the door and is banging on the door outside. She cannot get into the room. Just then, again, these people have impeccable timing. Just then, Ed <laughs> and Lorraine arrive at the house. Ed breaks down the door and grabs Judy just before the rocking chair flies at the wall, missing her by inches. That was awfully close. Real awfully close. close. Real close. Judy tells Lorraine that someone was rocking in the chair with the Annabelle doll. Ed goes to the trophy room. He has to unlock the door. Remember, it was open earlier. Now it's locked again. Um, and the Annabelle doll isn't still in the case, hadn't been moved. Um, Lorraine hugs Judy and tells her it's okay. What is going on? This is also a really freaking good scene. I don't know. That's not my favorite, but it's up there. I really like that wardrobe scene. I do too. Which one? The wardrobe scene where the witch jumps down off the wardrobe. Oh, yeah. But this one was up there. This was creepy with the ch- rocking chair. It was the rocking chair. The rocking chair stops. It's all lit up by lightning, I think. Yep. There's this lightning flashing. And Annabelle slowly turning around. Oh, boy. (laughs) Scene 16. Carolyn on a mission. We see Roger show up at the motels. The girls run out and tell him that Carolyn took off with Christine and April. Roger calls Ed to tell him what's going on. And they they also said that she smelled like rotten meat. Ugh. Yuck. Ed and Lorraine argue over who's going to go help. Ed doesn't want Lorraine to go. He wants her to stay home. Uh, then we see police showing up at the parents' house as Ed and Lorraine run up to the house, but the door is locked. Sheriff Brad grabs a shotgun and shoots the door open. Oh, oh see, the ass. cop did come in handy. That's why he was okay. there the whole time. See? Um, I don't know if you guys noticed or not, but during this scene in the movie, the music was really, really good. It reminded me of the Saw theme, but again, James Wan did the Saw movie, so it mm. makes sense, but I, I thought the music was really good in this section. I thought it was good like throughout. It was a yeah. lot of like, 70s yeah the score is really good Mm -hmm. um we hear screaming in the basement as rogers holding on to carolyn's hand stopping her from stabbing one of the kids did she have scissors or a knife scissors Scissors. okay big freaking scissors (laughs) ed and roger grab carolyn who is screaming and moaning and fighting and kicking uh, as they take her through the door of the house her face starts to come off and her skin's like being eaten away Mm. almost like uh in like a vampire movie where Mm -hmm. they go out in the sun yeah that's what that reminded me of yep um, bitch can't leave. That's what she says. Lorraine mm-hmm. tells them that if they take her out of the house, the witch will kill her. She falls to the floor and is drugged to the basement down the steps. So she's like flopped. She's like lays on the, she's thrown to the floor, but she's like drug all over this floor and then like down the steps. Yeah. Um, sad. Yeah. I was just waiting for a freaking fingernail to break. I was like, Ugh, yuck. Um, yeah, the acting again. Carolyn's acting. The actress who plays Carolyn is really good. Mm. Like she does mm-hmm. a fantastic job throughout the the whole. No, I mean, the whole movie, but especially during these upcoming this scene and the ones that follow. But of being possessed. Yeah, it's just yeah. she's really good. Um, 
In the basement, Carolyn's choking Ed and throws Roger off of her. They throw a sheet over Carolyn and handcuff her to a chair and tie her up with rope. Uh, Ed says they must get the father there, but Lorraine tells him that he's too far. He's too far away. She won't make it. She'll never make it. Ed will have to do the exorcism. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. She Who tells she him. she bite a chunk from? Uh, nobody yet. She oh. uh, she cuts old Brad, I think. Mm. Yeah, I'm like in the cheek. Yeah, does she do that with her fingernails? I missed. I just saw it. it I thought blood. she just bit like. Oh, gross. I couldn't tell if it was his ear or like, just like the side Could of you his imagine? Face. Someone biting your cheek off? This, yeah, I don't Just having a piece of your flesh ripped off in general. Didn't Especially that happen in the uh, Silence of the Lambs, the first one? Where he's like in that apartment with a chick and he doesn't he like bite her face off? Ugh, I don't know. Probably. probably. Yeah. Mm. Anyway. Not good. Uh, Lorraine tells Ed that God brought them together for a reason and this is it. She runs upstairs to get the book. We see Drew running around the house looking for April, but he can't find her. Downstairs, Ed begins to read from the exorcism book as we see Carolyn tied to a chair and trying to get free. As Ed begins the ritual, he throws holy water on Carolyn and she screams... And the room begins to shake, and items are falling off the shelves. And he does he drop it, or does she knock it out of his hand? Because the holy water hits the ground and breaks. Did you guys notice that? I thought she knocked it out of his yeah, hand. Yeah, I had assumed that it got knocked out. Upstairs, uh, Drew can hear birds flying against the house, breaking their necks. One flies through the car window outside, and one flies through a window in the house. Um, back downstairs, Carolyn is freaking out, making Lorraine and Roger uh, hold her down so Ed can finish the ritual. Lorraine is telling Carolyn not to give in. Don't give in to the evil spirit. We see under the sheet that Carolyn starts puking blood onto the blanket. Yeah, it's, that's co- it's covering her face. So we can't see her face at this point. So um, uh, as yeah. Ed commands the demon to reveal itself, the sheet rips, and we can see uh, Carolyn's face, her possessed face. It's like, it's dude, it's so gross. Yeah, it's nasty. <laughs> um Carolyn pleads with Roger to help her. All of a sudden, everything stops, and Carolyn stops moving. She begins to float in all... uh, So she's floating in the chair uh, in the middle of the room, right? So she just... Keep in mind, so it goes from the room shaking, things are falling off the wall, everybody's screaming. Carolyn's, like, screaming at the... Like a crazy person, like a possessed person. Um, And then everything stops. The room stops shaking. She stops screaming. That's Um, a really good scene. It is. So then the chair starts to float in the air in the middle of the room. Uh, everybody looks shocked, even Ed, even Ed, who yeah. I think was, was keeping his shit together the best mm-hmm. through this whole thing. He's like, at this point, just shocked. He's like, what is happening? This is not in the book. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> what page is this on? What, what chapter are we in? So the chair turns upside down and starts banging against the ceiling. And I thought this was really stupid of Ed to do, but he screams, put her down. So, yeah, I'm like, she's going to break her neck. Right. I'm like, why would you say put her down? Like, if she falls neck first onto the cement, yeah. she's going to die. Uh, but the chair falls from the ceiling and breaks. And now she's free, right? The chair broke. Mm-hmm. It shatters. Um, and she, Carolyn sits up laughing. Roger takes the sheet off of her. And um, you, can, you can just see her laughing. And great acting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Carolyn looks at Roger and tells him that his wife is already gone. And now they're all going to die. And this stupid Drew kid. I don't like this kid at all. Upstairs, Drew rips a hole in the floor and finds April under the floor. He te- he yells down and tells them exactly where she is. But when he tells the Warrens where April is, mm-hmm. he also tells Carolyn where April is. So Carolyn jumps up, takes off running, and finds, a, finds like a nook, like a hole in the wall. Yeah. And she's got those damn scissors. Why it's, didn't they take them away from her? I don't know. <laughs> it's so creepy when she's running. It's such she's a good scene. Wasn't it on, like, on all fours, kind of? Yeah. Yeah. 
We we see her crawling through the floors to get to April, uh, and again carrying the carrying the scissors. So I feel like they're in like a crawl space now. Like I think that's where. Well, April she's must under have been. the kitchen floor, isn't she? Yeah, but it's not like a basement. It's like a crawl space. Like okay, because um, yeah. So Carolyn gets to April before they uh before they can, and she is about to kill her as Ed yells, "Bathsheba, I condemn you back to hell." Ooh. Uh-oh. You go, Ed. Carolyn's face turns to Bathsheba's face, and she begins to scream. But at this point, she's got a hold of April. She's about to kill her with the scissors. Um, but Roger was also somehow in the wall. Remember, he couldn't get to her? So he was, like, reaching through the boards, through the wall, trying to... Yeah, he was, like, on one side. So I don't really know the layout of this. Ed was, like, on the other side, and then Lorraine was in the kitchen reaching through the floor. Yes, yeah. and Carolyn was like in the same spot as April, so I don't know. I don't understand the whole layout of this house. So maybe it was like a crawl space or something. It just kind of reminds me of my basement because there's the crawl space with the little hole you can. Mm, gotcha. So I think that's what it was supposed to be. Uh, so through the kitchen floor, Lorraine grabs Carolyn's head and tells her to remember the day at the beach. Remember, they mean the world to you. Carolyn pukes up the witch and Ugh. looks at Roger, who is now holding April, and smiles. We cut outside the house. The sun is out, and Roger is helping Carolyn walk out, uh, walk outside to leave the house. So she can walk through the doorway. As she goes through the doorway, we can see that the bruises on her arm disappear instantly. Mm-hmm. So did you guys notice that? Yep. She, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So, so as before, where she tried to walk through the door, she, her skin was melting off. But as she walks through the door this time, the bruises she had actually disappear. So uh, I guess when she puked in the basement... That last time, that was the demon coming out mm-hmm. of her. Did you At, guys see what she puked up? It looked like the shit that got puked okay. in her mouth. That was a good acting scene. The whole where she's <laughs> like, like the shit that got puked in her mouth. Yeah. Ugh, could you imagine? Do you think they actually puked in her mouth? I bet it's CGI. Okay, listen, we're gonna we're gonna have this person puke in your mouth. We're just, you just gonna have just to deal with it. Have to not puke it back up. It looked like it was corn syrup or something. Yeah. <laughs> God. In her mouth or out? In. Uh, I don't in. Know. It out. Was it looks a little more like fluffy or something like thicker hmm. i don't know should have been chunkier well when she pukes it out like her face starts to kind of go back to normal it's mm-hmm. not as like creepy her eyes aren't black anymore um anyway uh as she goes through the doorway we see the bruises on her arm disappear instantly the rest of the pair and children show up in a cop car and run up and hug carolyn and roger ed and lorraine stand on the porch hugging ed tells lorraine that she did good and she says no you did as they kiss and watch the parent family hug Somebody's getting some tonight. <laughs> yay, yay. April walks up to Lorraine and hands her the matching necklace to Judy's that was in the basement. Roger and Ed exchange a look saying, thank you for saving my family. What a good scene, huh? Everybody's happy. Sweet. Carolyn's not a crazed witch anymore. They're all laying in the front yard reuniting. <laughs> reunited and it feels so good. Mm. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh my god wow oh <laughs> uh, shit we're the two best friends that anyone could have <laughs> scene 17 home sweet home the warrens walk into their home lorraine is going to call the father and update him ed goes into the trophy room he sets rory's music box on a shelf as lorraine comes in and tells him that the vatican approved the exorcism he says oh finally finally and if they can, uh, if they can, he'd like to meet with them to discuss a new case in Long Island. They shut the door, and the following appears on the screen. Diabolical forces are formidable. These forces are eternal, 
and they exist today. The fairy tale is true. The devil exists. God exists. And for us, as people, our very destiny hinges upon which one we elect to follow. That's a quote by Ed Warren himself. Whoa. Whoa. We we hear the music box playing as the camera pans over to the sound. The music box is open and the mirror is twirling around. As the music comes to an end, the mirror stops and the screen fades to black. We see nothing. Pictures of the actual Perrin and Warren family are shown along with articles and more pictures of the um, incidents that actually occurred in the real house. Mm -hmm. They're definitely much less attractive in real life. Well, yeah, naturally. <laughs> I mean, God, imagine <laughs> if they put us in a movie, dude. Who would they have play us? Mm. I don't know. Very hot people. Probably. Yeah. The end. The end. Just shy of two hours. What a great movie. Yeah, it was like 157, wasn't it? One mm-hmm. hour and 57 minutes. It sure was, Seth. You sexy son of a bitch, mm-hmm. you. In your cutoff shirt. Mm. You with, like my cutoff shirt. With your guns hanging out. Yep. Then you see the sign on the door to come into the office. No guns. Said no guns, sons. You guys ready to rate this bad boy or what? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So as everybody knows, we give movies a stabby's rating, one through five. Uh, actually, it's technically zero through five because, you know, the platform got zero. Sorry, Cat B. Um, but, you know, we'll see. We'll see how The Conjuring holds up. Currently, our top three movies are The Ring, Scream, and Texas Chainsaw 2003. The Ring's got a 4.7 average stabby's rating. Scream's got a 4.63, and Texas Chainsaw is a 4.53. Bringing up the rear is Killer Condom with a 1.5 average stabby's rating. I Know What You Did Last Summer with a 2.8, and Beetlejuice with a 3.27 average stabby's rating from the horror movie crew. Beetlejuice did better than I know you did last summer. Yeah, that's kind of surprising. That was my fault. I gave it a two point five. Oh shit! It was your pick. Man, I really dropped the ball, kid. It is Sorry. so much better. So it's there's that. No, it's not. But I understand why you'd feel that way. Feel that way. Yeah. Mm. Who wants mm. to go first? Mm. 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 I can go first, I guess. Uh, you look nervous, Seth. Let's have you go first. This is a tough one for me. Did you like it? Did you love it? I really like this movie. So, oh man, oh man, oh man. I think I'm going to give it a 4.6. Ooh. For me, it's a little bit better than The Ring. I don't know if it's better than my beloved Jeepers Creepers, but it's at least the same. This is wow. a good movie. This is a scary. This is one of your movie. faves, right? It's in my list, yeah. Because weren't you going to pick it at one point? It was on there to yeah, pick. I thought so. I thought so. Hmm. I mean, I think that whole series is good. The Conjuring Universe. Yeah. Jess, your movie. HMC. I gave it a five. Whoa. You gave it a five? I did. Ooh. It's one of my favorites. A fucking five. That's up there with Scream. You gave Scream a five and Beetlejuice a 4.9. I did. Son of a biatch. This is going to knock the ring out. It could. It very well could. Bump it off its number one spot. I also love this movie. It's one of my favorites. Um, Do I like it more than The Ring? No. Do I like it more than Scream? No. Do I like it more than Scream 2? No. 
Do I like it more than the strangers? No. <laughs> Can't you just <laughs> internalize your thought process like we do? Um, I gave this movie a 4.5 Stabby's rating. Wow. Out of five. 4.5 average Stabby's out of five. That puts it above Texas Chainsaw 2003, actually. Oh, does it? For me. I went with a 4.85, didn't I? No, that was Scream. I gave it a 4.3, Texas Chainsaw 2003. So what's the average? Drum roll, please. 4.7 average stabbies. Oh, it's tied with the ring. Wow. This is better than the ring. Do you think so? Yes. I think the problem for me with the ring is that it is there's so much nostalgia with the rings. I love that movie so much. Well, you said it turns you on. Sexually. It makes me sexually um, yeah. excited. Just you know, all things, the ring, Samara. I think is just a um, an intense character. Now, if we put Samara up against the witch from The Conjuring, ooh, that'd be that'd be great. I actually look like they could be related. I think the ring has a lot of mm. slower. Yeah. parts to it than the conjuring that's why i like it better it does actually it's funny let's we're gonna hop right into getting lit and talking shit kids um it's funny you say that because like 46 minutes into this um because abby and i watched it while the kids were taking a nap today um not a lot had happened but i didn't feel like it had been like 46 minutes of nothing happening like i yeah. felt like it was it was entertaining i think that because mm -hmm. they add in um you have the Warrens story, and you also have the Perrin story. So I feel like, I guess originally when they were writing this, because um, apparently this movie had been thought of for like 20 years. Oh, really? They had been wanting to make this movie. Oh. Um, and originally they were going to run with just the Perrin's point of view, and then yeah. later they added in the Warrens. Which I think yeah. my favorite part of this is probably the Warrens yeah. more so. Yeah than the parents but i think yeah. having those two storylines or story arcs that you're following um it makes you know, 46 minutes where not a lot happens you, i think you're like a, you're investing in those characters so i think that's why it didn't feel like i was almost an hour into it and nothing really happened yet i agree so well, I would hope so. Gosh, <laughs> I just talked for five minutes straight without taking a breath. I'd hope you'd be impressed. Plus, I love Lorraine. I don't know why. I just like her character. She's so the, sweet. Yeah. The actress or the character? Both. But she's probably yeah. my favorite character in this. Lorraine? Yeah. Yeah, I like Lorraine a lot, too. It's funny to see her play this, because, again, she is really sweet and caring, mm -hmm. and she, like, loves the kids. But then you see her in, like... Bates Motel. And she's, like, mm -hmm. a real bitch. A fucking psycho bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you move to a town and you get raped in the first episode. I mean, like, yeah, you know, that's probably gonna... Did you watch that series, Jess? I watched the beginning, you didn't watch like, it's the first season, good. but yeah. I haven't finished it. It's mm. good. I was kind of sad it was over. Yeah, it was really good. Um, I was worried going into the last season because of the way the f the second to last season ends um, with a certain character's death. And I was like, oh, no. Like, how is this last season going to play mm -hmm. out? But they do. I think they did a good job. Um, well, she's sort of dead. Well, well, yeah, <laughs> sort of. Without giving too much away. Sorry. Yeah. Spoiler alert, Jess. Hope you're not going to watch it. It's fine. All right. So, hey, uh, let's, let's jump over to some other uh, movie movie folks and see what uh, what do you guys think the critics at Rotten Tomatoes gave this I'm gonna say 70% what do you think like 60 86% mm, from the critics wow 
well the, deserved. The audience at Rotten Tomatoes. That's you know, fine folks like you and I that can go rate the movie. Eighty-three percent. As I said, that was probably in the eighties. Eighty-three. IMDb gave it seven point five. That's like seventy-five percent. We gave it uh, whatever the fuck I said we gave. It. Yeah, I don't think you <laughs> gave us a percentage. Four point seven out of five. That is ninety-four percent that we gave. The so Conjuring. we went really high then. Yeah, we all liked it. Just with the five, you were up there. You did it rated higher than I did. Four point six and a five point five. Four point six. I was saying that thinking the critics would have rated it lower. That whole rating on that, I hate it because mm-hmm. it's not an actual rating. I'd like to know what the crit or what the critics actually rated mm-hmm. it. Because again, that is a percentage of the critics that rated over a certain percentage. Yeah. Oh, uh, so it's kind of like an average of an average of. Right. Something. I don't know. It's it's misleading, is what it is. Yeah. Because then they give you the, the audience's actual percentage that mm-hmm. they pick. So, I don't know. Okay. Okay, man. Hey, let's talk about money. Seth, what do you think the budget for this movie was? I always suck at this. Yeah, uh, you do suck at this. Suck, 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 suck. Suck a dick. Yank it, suck it. Yank it, suck it. Yank it, yank it, suck it. I don't know. Three million? Twenty million. Fuck, Three like million. Off. You were way the fuck off. Jess, box office for this movie, and I'll just give you a hint. This movie made a lot of fucking money. Two eighty. Three hundred and twenty million. Damn. Worldwide. Shit. Worldwide. I guess when it came out it broke the uh the biggest box office for a week. The first week it was out it broke it broke a rec- the record for the the biggest. Mm. But. So I thought when I looked that up, I was like, fuck, that's a lot of that's a lot of money. Especially mm-hmm. for a horror. I was like, this thing has to be in like the top ten highest grossing box offices for a movie so i pulled the top 10 yeah highest grossing horror movie box office let's go from 10 to 1 okay okay the exorcist 441 million now is this adjusted like for inflation or i believe that it is okay uh because jaws is 470 million Hmm. it chapter 2 473 million godzilla the newest one i think that was what 16 or 13 the one, the one we fell asleep on? Mm. Yep. <laughs> $530 mm. The Meg, that Jason Statham shark movie. Are you kidding me? $531 million worldwide. I've never seen that. That's fucking crazy. I think it did good overseas as well. The Meg? The Meg. you never seen it? No. It's a huge shark. It's a uh, big see, fucker. I'm not big in the shark movies. Your boy, Jess, Brad Pitt, World War Z, 540 mil. Brad Pitt was in that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. And the chick from um, The Killing. Did you guys watch The Killing? It was a, no, uh, uh-uh. it was like an AMC show or something, and mm-hmm. then Netflix bought the rights to it. It's pretty good. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, World War Z. Oh, I'm sorry, I just did that one, didn't I? Yes. <laughs> Stupid <laughs> I am legend. All right, yes, I am legend. $585 million. Now we're getting into the top three. I do like that movie. War of the Worlds, $540 million. Meh. The Sixth that. Sense coming in at number two, $672 wow. million. Hmm. And it chapter one, 2017, takes the cake with seven hundred million dollars. That was wow. such a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude. So good. Yeah. It's like so good. So I've got to watch it. I don't you weren't here. Uh, I got uh, the dead the when we recorded Ghost Ship. What the fuck did we watch? Ghost Shark. Ghost Shark. Ghost, Shark. Ooh, Ghost Ship is a great um, one. I got three movies. I got all of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies came, and I got the It Chapter 1 and Chapter 2 box set, too, there. So I got those. I'm really excited. I've got to fucking watch them, though. I had to watch The Conjuring. 
Fucking Ghost Shit Sharp. Huh. What the fuck was the name of that movie? Ghost, ghost Shark. Shark. Jesus Christ. <sighs> Sorry, guys. I'm, I'm dwindling away here. Yeah, so when I looked it up and I saw 320, I was like, oh, this thing's got to be like number one. And it didn't even, it might not have been in the top 15, to be honest. Hmm. 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 Seth, hmm. what was your favorite scene from this movie? Uh, I'm torn between the wardrobe and the exorcism. Exorcism. Whoa. Exorcise the demons. Because <laughs> <laughs> the part with the chair flipping upside down, that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was awesome. I'm going to go with the ladder. The ladder? Mm -hmm. What ladder? That means the last thing I said. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) He thought you meant something with an actual ladder. No, the ladder. He's like, when the fuck did a ladder come and play? (laughs) I'm sitting here like, when was there a fucking ladder in this movie at all? There wasn't. You're so stupid. (laughs) You're the stupid (laughs) one. The The whole thing in the basement, that whole scene. Really? Yeah. I would 100% thought you were going to go with Annabelle, but that mm-hmm. Annabelle scene. Okay. Jess? Uh, my favorite scene is when she's out by the sheets and the storm's yeah, blowing that's in. A good one. That's a good and one, too. it catches and hits the window. That's yeah. a great, great scene. Uh, mine, I already talked about it. Not going to go into great detail. Is the wardrobe scene. Love it. It's creepy. I think I posted a picture of the witch on Instagram one day. I remember that, yeah. Nobody liked it, though, because people only like fucking Instagram posts that Jess puts on there. That's a lie. Bunch of horse shit. Hmm. Did you guys... Go ahead. Lies. And deception. Lies and deception. Did you guys find it odd that no one died in this movie? Well, that's kind of strange. Hmm. I guess I didn't even really notice me neither because i kept huh. thinking while I'm, while I'm like oh this brad guy if, if anybody's gonna get it it's gonna be brad mm-hmm. right because hey, first off his name's brad he okay did get his cheek yeah. bitten into creeper-esque yeah you know you'd be pissed too like you're there to help somebody but at the same time he's like you bitch you like, bit my cheek bit my cheek do you think he holds it against her they should do like a <laughs> sequel where he comes back and tries to kill her oh no brad pissed off and mad um brad hamilton was that his name? Yeah. Oh, shit. Uh, just, Sir just, Brad Hamilton. Ooh. Yeah. I never realized that nobody died in this movie until uh, this this time watching it. And I was like, well, fuck, nobody dies at all. Um, yeah. So anyway, some fun facts for you guys before we get out of here. Well, we got to figure out what our next movie is. Seth's pick, but we'll get to that. Um, I guess originally they really wanted this movie to have a PG-13 rating. Because um, if you notice, there wasn't a lot of cussing in it. There wasn't any nudity. There really wasn't mm-hmm. even a, like a lot of blood or anything. That's mm-hmm. true. So they uh, got a rated R rating, and they went back to the um, board and asked them. If, you know, they said we made this really wanting a PG-13 rating, and they told them it was just too scary. That was the reason it was. Oh, really? Hard. Yeah, it was I too can, scary. I can see that. I think so. it's for a 13-year-old that would be pretty. It scared the fuck out of me. Or anyone below 13. We have, so I have the DVD, but we have, you know how they come with those digital codes now? So I loaded it onto um, Movies Anywhere, and it said 16 and up on it. So I rated our movies not 18 and up anymore. Are they 16 and up now? I always thought they were 17. I did too. I thought that. uh, I don't know why. I did think it was like 16. I thought that was weird. It said 16 plus. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, okay. See, this says under 17 requires something. Oh, well, there you go. There Accompanying you parent. Shoot, man. My mom ain't watching this. adult guardian. Oh, I have one of those. Like, who chooses 17? I know. Why Such like, a, like, weird... I don't know. Well, you've been um, driving for a year or so, I guess you're... 
You're I mature guess you're, enough. You can handle you it. You can handle it now. You're mature <laughs> enough to watch a scary movie. Mm. Mature. Uh, fun fact. <laughs> so Farmiga and Wilson, those are the two actors that played uh, Lorraine and Ed Warren. They actually spent three days with the real uh, Lorraine Warren prior to filming. And then uh, the real Lorraine Warren, say that five times fast, though. Um, actually made trips to the set, so I guess she was there as like a resource for um, for the actors. I, th- I, I That's thought pretty that cool. was pretty that cool, cool that they got to do that. Yeah, I think Ed Warren was dead, so obviously he probably wasn't there. Uh, I'm sure he was there in spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, another fun fact, which uh, the, the way this movie s- takes place is like when they move into the house, this shit starts happening to them like immediately, right? Mm-hmm. Um. So according to Lorraine Warren and the actual um. Andrea or Andrea Perrin, whatever they claim that the the things that happened in the movie were accurate to the real story of what happened to them in the ten year period they lived there. Oh, so it was over ten years, not yes. two weeks or whatever this was. Right, like they make it seem like they moved in and the shit just started happening yeah. immediately. Mm-hmm. Now, this was like uh, over a ten year period. God. Um, yeah, so they were like tortured <laughs> for ten fucking years. No, I'd be out of there. I'd be gone. Um, Burn this shit down. So in the, in, in the true story, there's eight generations of families that lived and died in the house before the parents moved in. Um, Andrea parents suggest that the spirits from the families never really left. The deaths included two documented suicides, a poisoning, a rape and murder of an 11-year-old girl, two drownings, and the passing of four men who froze to death. God. I bet they were the ones that boarded up the basement and turned yeah. off the fucking <laughs> heater. Yeah. They're like, fuck you guys. Uh, shit, dude. <laughs> They're the ones that boarded up the fucking furnace room. Is the house still there today? Yeah, that's. I didn't write this one on there, but I guess the people that live in the house now actually sued uh, James Wan and the whatever company put the movie out because they had a bunch of trespassing and vandalism on their property. Oh. Um from people trying to go see the house and stuff afterwards. So I don't, hmm. I, I didn't look into that. So I don't know how true or hmm. if they hmm. won the case or whatever, but yeah, I guess that the house really does exist. Ooh, we should Somewhere. go see it. Let's go trespass. I feel like they're idiots for living in that house. Yeah. I wonder, I would like, wish I could see like an interview with those people to see if anything has happened to them. Yeah. Like what if like, no, we've been here for 20 years, 16 years. I think it's 16 years. They said they've been there and eh, nothing. But maybe the Warrens got rid of the... Yeah, supposedly yeah. they did. Bath salt. He sent bath salt to hell, remember? Yeah. He that's said, right. bath salt. Bathsheba. Bathsheba. All right, hey, that's all I got for getting lit and talking shit. You guys have anything you want to discuss about The Conjuring? Jess's pick? I did have one question. Go ahead. Like, would you want to have Lorraine's power? <sighs> that, like, ability to see... Um... I feel like that'd be pretty fucking awful. Go ahead. I want to know <laughs> what you think. I don't think that I would because I feel like she can't like turn it off. Right. So like it can happen any time. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. Unless you think you're going to use it to help people. That'd yeah. be pretty shitty. Ugh, I don't know. Would I'm going to go with no. I would yeah. not. It would suck when you couldn't help somebody too. Right. When you saw it coming. Well, I think that is part of the reason that she's so fucked up is because the, they said that guy that she was trying to help in that exorcism was too far gone mm-hmm. to be helped. So I wonder if it's, maybe it was, well, again, she, he said it was something that she saw and he would never ask her what she saw. No. But maybe it was just the fact that she couldn't help him. Could be. Could be. No, I wouldn't want it. Have you ever, have you seen the original Annabelle doll? Uh-uh. Mm-mm. It's like a raggedy Andy oh, not doll. A, not a porcelain. Mm-mm. 
It's oh, just a really? cloth. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. So wait, Annabelle is a real doll? Yeah. Oh, shit, I didn't know that. I thought it was for the movie. That's real. God damn but it. But it doesn't look that creepy. It just looks like a Raggedy Ann doll, which honestly to me is more creepy. Yeah. Because it's like more really, simple. Yeah, it's not really a face. It's just like. It's just a simple doll. Interesting. Well, Jess, that was a phenomenal pick. Obviously, the rating um, reflected that. Solidifies that that was a great pick. So now we have two movies tied for number one. We've got The Ring mm-hmm. and we've got The Conjuring. Son of a biatch. Very interesting. Very interesting. Well, we only have one thing left to do, Seth. We're not doing trivia anymore. We've already went an hour and 50 minutes. It's a fucking good thing we're not doing trivia anymore. Yeah. Whoever suggested that is a genius. It might have been me. It might have been Seth. Seth, horror movie crew, episode 16, I think. Are we up to 16 episodes? 16. Son of a bitch. What is HMC number 15 going to be, Seth? So it's been on my list for a while to do. Just other things have come up. But we are going to do Ghost Ship. Oh, Ooh. we just talked about it. It's been yes. on my top ten list, and I keep saying, that's going to be my next movie. It just hasn't been. Dude, I'm ex- excited for Ghost Ship. Yeah. You are real excited for <laughs> Ghost Ship, dude. I love that I love movie. It. It's a good movie. Yeah. First time I saw it was at the old mall cinema. Well, I'm sure we'll talk about that when we record it. But, dude, that's a good pick, man. Yeah, yeah. I like Ghost Thank Ship. Thank you for not picking, like, Killer fucking Condom 2 or something. Yeah. Stupid. There is no such thing. Oh. If there, Yet. If Yet. there was, would you pick it? We could make one. <laughs> oh, Jessica's <laughs> tied up, dude. She's fucking working on the storm I'm movie. I'm making a storm flick, so damn let's it. Not over, let's not overwhelm <laughs> her with movies, okay? Like, let her finish the storm movie. <laughs> I can't wait Let me do done. my demonic storm. God damn, Seth. You're such a bully. <laughs> it's going to be like you running through a field while it's storming. <laughs> <laughs> you trip You'll and fall, see. of course. You're in high heels. And then... I'd probably still like it more <laughs> than the platform. <laughs> fucking the platform. <sighs> Uh, all right, well, hey, that was HMC episode 15, The Conjuring, 4.7 average stabbies rating from the horror movie crew. It's now tied for number one with The Ring. Next episode, we've got Ghost Ship, Seth's pick. I'm excited for Ghost Ship, dude. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen it. It's about time you have a good pick in there, man. You were really... Uh, I had one great. bad one. <laughs> Suck a dick. <laughs> Suck a turd. Suck a turd. Uh, shit. Well, hey, do you guys have anything else you want to talk about about The Conjuring? Seth's pick. Mm-mm. Nothing? Nope. We've covered it. No words of wisdom for the kids? Don't be going down in them dark basements. Yeah. Well, hey, I know a lot of people miss us in between episodes because we're just become, we've become such a large part of people's lives. If people want to find us, Jess, in between episodes, where can they find our stuff? Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Horror Movie Crew Podcast. And you can listen on any podcast streaming platform podcast streaming platform go go power rangers there's so many now there's so many mighty morphin power rangers hey get it we're out of here bye bye all i don't have any white pants
check one two one two. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm 